This is Justin Smith of Palmetto Coast Exotics. And this is Jacob Ross with Longley Fertilia, and you are listening to the Herpeticulture Podcast, which is part of the Herpeticulture Network. Enjoy. Yeah, I guess that would have been edited out. We almost, brought that up. we almost brought that up on a, on a previous show, but Phil was like, no, no, it's not. It's not. Y'all so, are yeah. all people can't, than me. Can't do your boy like that. No, no. no. I don't want to have to fight him. He's bigger than me. <laughs> Most people are bigger than you, Harry. It's just... Yeah. <laughs> not, that, not that much bigger than me, though. No, no. Hmm. But... Here we, we are. are. We, we give Keller enough of a hard time. I don't think we, we, lo- we love we love Kelly. We love Kelly. You still think he comes out in the black on it though? <laughs> Gives everybody else. This is true. Time. Yeah. No one is safe. But this is episode two oh two of the Herpeticulture Podcast, part of the Herpeticulture Network. Also I brought love, to you. By... I love how we by default put a hard pause on the the every so you time can check which one it is I, <laughs> yeah the the herpetic network. network often imitated and usually better but never replicated no but um yeah in this episode we are joined by mr harry claiborne of a not named Reptile person of too many reptiles because he doesn't want to put a name on his stuff yet, but that's okay. We love him all of the same. Um, if you ha- if you haven't listened yet, go back. I don't know how many episodes wasn't. Uh, it was several months ago now, almost exactly a year ago because it was a little bit oh, after, really? after Daytona. Oh, yeah, okay. it would, yeah, it would be very close. Yeah. yeah, so go back about a year, check out the first episode we did with Harry, come back, listen to this, and see how things have changed with uh, Mr. Claiborne. <laughs> but first, per usual, first and foremost, yes, this episode was brought to you by blackboxcages.com. The best of the best PVC equipment you can ask for in the industry. Chris Painchab, who is an engineer, just got his stuff, his stuff, and he was amazed with the quality, which says a lot because Chris Painchab is hard to please. Not really, but he has very high standards. So he recognizes quality. He, he knows quality, and you will too if you order a rack or a cage or whatever you want from Black Box. No matter what, you will be satisfied you will be beyond satisfied you will love it you will not need another company as long as you are in reptiles your satisfaction is our guarantee we absolutely and if you use code thn at checkout you will get 10 percent off your order but if you come back and you say you're not satisfied with it i'm just going to call you a liar because yeah i mean you're making it up yeah You're, you're, you're you're just full of it I don't believe you. Yeah, no. yeah. It was nice to it's hear. So like, I hadn't really asked Chris prior to that last Corn Stars episode about 
because he I knew he had gotten his, but I don't know how far along he was with actually like putting everything together, getting everything set up. And uh, so like when I asked him on the show when we started that episode, it was like that was legitimately the first time I had heard him really talk mm-hmm. about them. And it was it was nice to hear that he was. That Just as satisfied was, as yeah. everybody else. Yeah. <laughs> That's, uh, you know, and, and this is all, in all honesty. So like Chris. Chris Montross of um, Dark Horse Herp, I'm repping his shirt now. Um, he he is genuinely a hard man, not a hard man to please, but he's very picky. I love Chris to death. He's but particular. He, he's a particular man. You know, he likes it. He likes his quality stuff. You know, and he he went with Black Box for cages, and he has not gone back. He got he got two or three of them, I think. And then more. months later, he went back for more. You know, it's uh, he's a he, he knows what he likes and he loves black box. So that's you know, if you can get the the Chris duo to black box approve, I mean that's all you need, man. I mean honestly, Chris and Chris both, Chris with a C, Chris with a K, they both love it. Use the code THN at checkout. Save yourself yes. a little bit of money. Uh, best lead times around. Seriously, order cage. You're going to get it within a very reasonable time frame. I believe yes. it's still about two weeks um, once they've started your order, mm-hmm. um, which is usually fairly quick. Uh, Chris, I know, ordered his like three-ish weeks ago, and he got his you know, in no time. So Yeah. Very fast turnaround. Don't wait forever for your cage. Buy something and then, oh my gosh, what a concept. It shows up to your door and you didn't forget that you bought it. Yep. You know, and from what I hear, they go together incredibly easily and perfectly. They do. So we don't yes. really talk about that enough. <laughs> when I put that Aki cage together, because I put like the, the Sharphorn cube together from PVCcages.com when he was still around. And like, even putting that together, it was there was a couple spots where it was, it was a little rough because I just couldn't doing it by yourself and having like tape to hold things up while you're doing other things. Like I, I was bound to screw at least something up. So that one was tough, but with the black box with that Aki cage, um, I was like legitimately it was, it was freakishly easy to get it all together. You know, even by myself, I didn't have any help when I did it. And that was a four foot, three or four foot cage. I think it was a four foot. That um, was a four by two by two. Yeah. And, uh, it was it was easy, and I'm I'm yeah. not super handy when it comes to building things. I'm a I'm a measure once, cut forty times kind of guy. Uh, yep. Ultimately, I'll I'll end up scrapping something and starting over entirely usually. But black box makes it easy. Yes, they so. do. So, and also, if you are in the relative area of Bedford, Georgia, they do have a pickup option. So if you are able to drive to them and pick up, save yourself some shipping on top of your 10% off with their THN code, be a good little, good little savings for you. Have a nice little road trip with one of your loved ones. It's a great time. Me and Justin do it. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's an easy trip, even if you just stay overnight at a hotel down the yeah. road from, from where their, their HQ is and stuff. Um, you know, we're what, four, four or five hours four from that. So you know, it's it's not unreasonable. It's not a crazy drive or anything like that. So if you're even in the general area, you know, in the southeast, uh, Atlanta is fairly central to a lot of it. So yeah. just something to consider. You know, you don't have to get it shipped. You can go and pick it up if you're if you're willing. And I'm pretty sure 
the amount of gas you put in your car in comparison to like shipping rates and stuff, they're probably fairly comparable. So, I mean, for us, so me and Justin are, like I said, about four and a half hours out. We make the drive there back in a day. I have to fill my truck up when we get there. Like I fill my truck up when we leave here. Then I fill my truck up when we leave there. Two tanks of gas is a whole lot cheaper than shipping right now. So Unless you're driving like a Ford F-350 or something. In that case, just rent a semi or something because it'd probably be cheaper. Yes. Also, yes. you don't have to go nuts waiting on it. Yeah. No. Yeah. No. So. And then the man, not a myth, who's been with us for a very long time, Steve Snakeshuary with Steve Snakeshuary Hot Sauce. Check him out. All the awesome stuff he's doing. All the uh, rehabilitations. Uh, all the all the Asians that I cannot think relocations, of right educations, <laughs> all of them. Uh, all that. So uh, I need to actually get a hold of Steve because I, we had some some of our our people in the Great White North um, were interested in getting their hands on some of his stuff, and I know like Kiana and Brandon who were doing Canadian Herpeticulture podcast uh, did get some, but I think shipping was shipping was pretty expensive. I don't know if it like why, um, but I'll talk to Steve about it. Cause there were some people that, that were definitely up there wanted to try some. So we'll yeah. have to get in touch with them and, and make sure you figure that out. Um, yeah. I don't know. It might be weird too. Cause I know like when I talked to, yeah, when I talked to Trey Cold Blooded Caffeine, because I was asking him about shipping international and stuff, and like shipping dry goods like shirts versus shipping food products and agricultural products like coffee, little or different. Sauce, it's very different. Um, yeah. So maybe that plays a factor into why it was, you know, more. I don't know, but we'll figure it out either way. Um, definitely yeah. follow on Facebook and Instagram. Uh, you can get the whole set of the Venom Hot Sauces from stevesnakesery.com help him out he's a first responder so yeah he does he's a first responder does a lot of good stuff for this community he's always on snake calls he's re rehabilitating a lot of snakes um you know he's he's there for it all man he does a lot for his community um, he does a ton of relocations like he's out there catching snakes for people all the time so that's really really awesome um he's always such just such a good guy he's a light in in the hobby you know he's a raging cajun yeah can't say enough about the guy he's uh he's awesome and he makes awesome hot sauce he's out of louisiana so you know he makes great hot sauce i mean come yeah on. they don't play around when it comes to no. sauces man no no if there's anywhere in the states that is like where i'd like think hot sauce is a staple in pretty much every meal including breakfast even if it's cereal it's probably louisiana. <laughs> so. yeah even even their beer is spicy, probably. And then so. obviousapparel.com. Clearly, Ari has been there because he's rocking the Splendid. He's day. rocking the child right now. And the, uh, <laughs> and the red and warm alterna hat. Oh, he, he's wearing one. the hat and the shirt. Yeah. yeah. Damn, Harry, you, you, you haven't even had that hat that long. I know. How did you do that? It's like, what? Three I'm a sweaty months? boy. I'm a sweaty boy. <laughs> No, I mean, I That's wear this crazy. one, like, at work and stuff, and this one's already, like, it accumulates. No, I don't know. I also could probably, like, wash it or something, but, yeah. I find, dude, I don't know, man. I would never wash structured hats. It, it ends up in disaster, and they get ruined. Yeah. So. I always hear the dishwasher, but I'm pretty sure I'd get yelled at if I put 
one of these nasty things in our dishwasher. I, mean, I, I put I put snake dishes in the dishwasher, and I don't hear about it. So yeah, but just do it while she's at work. You know, yeah, yeah. nobody has to know. She's gonna hear us. <laughs> That's right, run a whole run a whole cycle, and she won't even know. Yeah, I'm pretty sure if I did dishes, she'd be fine with it. No matter if I snuck a few. Things <laughs> no, yeah. if you did dishes, she she would know something was wrong. Right? Yeah, she'd be like, "What did you do? <laughs> What's in there?" Oh, I'm kidding. I'm I'm good for some dishes every now and then. Every now and then. No, I feel that. I feel that. Well. Fulvis Apparel on Facebook and Instagram, fulvisapparel.com. Also, use the code THN at checkout. Get 15% off your order. That is exclusive to THN listeners and viewers like you. Uh, just added these Scott Condro shirts on there literally just before we started. Um, I'm still going to get hoodies on there at some point. Time has not been my friend. so He's got a awesome... Hectic. He's got a awesome obsolete anarchy shirt on there that everybody should take out because that's freaking sick. I'm waiting to get mine. I have not gone over there to pick it up, but I want it so badly. Dude, I printed so some of those I did on the uh, like if they got like the the gray color, they were printed on these soft style 980s, which are like this really nice ring spun cotton shirt, and they are like stupid soft like i like them more than the regular soft styles but they only come in in a handful of colors and they're all like fairly monochromatic so color options are limited otherwise i'd be using those almost exclusively um but yeah those those 980s dude that's a it's a great shirt it's comfortable is that what mine's in or is it not yes yes oh i believe so extra soft that's what this is and i mean i have this was i literally printed this today i even washed it so yeah, I'm with it. It's all good. But so getting into this before we jump headfirst into Harry's in the Harry's life, Justin Harry and the have, Hendersons. Do you have any updates? Um not particularly. Had I lost one of the little hypo babies. It was like the runniest one of the of the bunch. Ah, that sucks. Came out super tiny, like I as soon as I I saw it after it shed and stuff I was like you're not going to be here very long cuz it yeah. was just so small and just didn't didn't do well and there's actually another one that's fairly similar that may turn around I don't I don't know we'll see but um other than that everyone else is doing great um what about the rhinos how are the rhinos rhinos are doing good uh, I, I need to, so I haven't offered them any pinkies lately because I haven't had any day olds. I haven't had any day old litters dropped, dropped. Yeah. Um, so I've been kind of waiting for that, but I may just end up going back and getting some, some pet smart pinkies. But the last time I got some of those, like they were, I told you like they were, they like were falling apart. Like I thought them out and they were just like almost disintegrating. Like very, it took very little to get those things to like fall apart and rip open. It was horrible. It was great. Why don't, why don't you do like pinky heads or like pinky parts? Um, I could. So actually what I, what I did with some of the, the corns because I, I didn't have enough pinkies as I started cutting a leg off of like a rat pup. And that actually worked out really well. So that may be something, you know, if I'm waiting on more, more pinkies to, to show up, you know, instead of like a tail or something, having a like a, a hind leg or something cut sort of at the at the body, um, is a still a, a decent 
pretty substantial meal, I think, for, for so babies. So it's got some, got some meat on it. It's got, so. yeah, yeah, I think it offers, offers enough. So yeah, um, that's a good alternative that, you know, I, I think I myself especially never really put a whole lot of thought to is like, you can take bits off of other things and feed them if you're out of your main option. You know, it's there. So yeah, might roll with that some more. But other than that, everyone's nice. doing fine. Good. So nothing, nothing new. Well, updates for me again. Nothing much new. The last clutch hatched last week sometime. Um, still waiting on them to shed out before I start feeding trials. Those were the Pasco counties. Um, I do have a couple pair of Pasco county yellow rats. If anybody's interested, I'll hook it up. I also have male um, Santa Rosa county grays, if anybody's interested. And they are starting to shed for their second time, finally. And, oh, my God. it's I want to keep all of them. It's very rough. You know, there was one I was like, oh, he's – He's pretty nice. You know, I might keep him. Then the other one I kind of liked a little bit more. So I kind of, you know, tagged him as the keeper. Then that other one shed, and I was like, oh no, this is bad. So, did you keep holdbacks from any of those? Yeah, the grays, the the Santa Rosa, I'm keeping 2.1 because there's a male that, like, it's, he was. So I'm, I'm keeping two males because one, the male I originally decided to keep matched the female I was keeping like to a T and he was the only one that matched her really well. So I was like, I mean, okay, he's the, he's, you know, best one to keep. But then there's another male that just like a lot of them have like the, they have their, all their saddles, but then the male I originally kept had like this blown out white within the saddle and that's how the female was. So that's why I kept him and a lot of them have a little bit of the blowout in the saddles, a little bit of red, but there's one male that was the cleanest of the bunch. Like he's got no freckling really. He's just super duper clean, but his saddles are, were like red. And I was like, well, I really want to see how that turns out. So I'm probably keeping him too. But now there's another male who's got this weird wacky pattern going on. His saddles are turning red. So I'm like, I don't know what to do. So that's so we're going anywhere. <laughs> right. So, but no, I, I have to get rid of these things. I can't keep three males of them. So we'll see. Um, but definitely got gonna have, I think, either two or three pairs of the Pasco yellows available. And those are really, really unique little rat snakes. Um, they didn't even shed and they're already starting to turn yellow, which I was not expecting. They're all basically yellow at this point it, it's kind of wild varying degrees you know but Ooh, yellow rats um, being yellow weird but normally they hold that gray and gray and white for yeah you say these, that there's a lot of gray yellow rats out there yeah like these things like baby yellows stay gray for at least a little while you know these haven't even shed again and they're turning yellow um which i find which i found kind of weird um there's a lot of variation in them so that's super cool um but I also had an experience I wanted to share with the class. You got it proed by that, you. No, no. That, that happened in the last 24 hours less. So I went to feed quarantine. I went to feed, I fed my entire collection on Tuesday. I had to take off work because I had a doctor appointment. And then my girlfriend ended up having to go into work. Um, so I had the house to myself for like eight hours. So I was like, 
fuck it. Let's feed every single fucking snake in my collection. So that's what I did. And it took me like seven hours. So, I, yeah, between all the babies and every snake in here, it took me like six, seven hours. It was ridiculous. Um, but so I got down to the last few snakes in quarantine because I fed everything in the collection first, made sure everybody ate, didn't have to come back in here, went and did quarantine. And I got down to the last three snakes, which are my lemon rat snakes, the visual male two-head females. And one of the head females was gone. Gone, gone. Very ah. much, very much <laughs> not in her enclosure. So I was like, damn it, I pulled a Smitty. Like, here we go. This We're sucks. Right. And it's one thing if they're in the snake room, you know, I can manage with that. Um, but these are in my kitchen. So they had free range of my entire house and i was like oh god this is bad so welcome to hell yeah so i let my girlfriend know i let my roommate know and i was like hey like this happened you know it was what it was i dealt with it so what i did i really was not comfortable doing this but i felt like it was my only option because it was such a large space um, I've had some people tell me about using glue traps to catch loose snakes. I really don't like the idea of it. I was very afraid to do it, but I had two very reputable people tell me it works. Snakes have been fine. You know, just check them every day. Jason Keller is not reputable. Right? Yeah. I've, I've always heard as long as you find them quick. Yeah. If you're going to do that. Yeah. So I said this was Tuesday. Tuesday got out. Luckily, I already had glue traps here from when I had a baby not get out, but it got lost because it bolted out of the enclosure under a rack and then it just fucking disappeared. So I went to Lowe's, got glue traps, and then I came back and it was sitting in on my floor. So I found that, didn't have to use the glue traps. It was great. So I already had four glue traps sitting here in my room. So I went and got said glue traps. And I set them around my kitchen. I had four of them. I put them all in like different corners, but I was like, it's probably in the kitchen. Problem is there's like the small gap between like my running boards on the bottom of my floor and the actual floor. It's a small gap. And I was like, this fucker's in the walls. Like it ain't coming back. I really thought this thing was going to be gone, gone. So I got home from work yesterday, Wednesday and nothing. Glue traps were empty. And I get home today and I go look at one of the traps and it's like pulled to the side behind the rack. And I'm like, oh my God. So I pulled the rack out and sure enough, that thing was on the glue trap. And I was like, holy shit, it's there. So I got it off the glue trap. But see, the thing was, I was kind of convinced I wasn't going to get it. So I didn't really think ahead to what I do when it's... <laughs> stuck on the glue trap and then it was stuck on the glue trap and i was like holy Damn, shit what did i do yeah so that's actually exactly what i did so i actually got it off the trap these the traps i got weren't normal like sticky traps these had this green goo on it and it was really like stretchy it was weird so i could actually get the snake off the trap with relative ease but it was covered 
in this sticky stuff. And I'm like, oh my God, like I just fucked up. This is terrible. Um, and I started with Dawn dish soap and water and that kind of helped. But then I messaged my buddy and he was like, use virgin olive oil. So I had some and I poured some in a tub and I just started wiping this thing down with olive oil. And sure enough, I pretty much got all the sticky shit off of it. And then I let it soak in some water, calm down. Then I let it soak in water with dish soap in it to kind of get any residue off of it. And um, yeah, we're good to go. So yeah. So snake, <laughs> snake retrie- retrieved, crisis averted. And, I thought uh, you were going to say that you uh, filled up the rack space because you didn't think he was going to come back. Oh no. no, 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 no. This is only a matter of for literally less than 48 hours, at least from when I found it. I have no idea how long it was gone. It could have been gone a few days. That's always the worst part is now because I hadn't checked them in a few days, you know, gone for five hours or five minutes. Like, right, I think it'd be across the street, right? Right. (laughs) It's outside just fucking a yellow rat right now. Um, but yeah, no, so that was that was best case scenario um it's very nerve-wracking but if you have a snake get loose in a larger area glue traps work just make sure you use olive oil and check those traps every single day or your snake will die from stress um so yeah glue glue traps definitely work but to get them off the actual trap or to get all the sticky shit from off of them use virgin olive oil and make sure you wash the snake severely afterwards um, so yeah, she was not happy, but she was tongue flicking. She bit me and I took that as a good sign. So yeah. It's your love language. Yeah. Sorry. I call I call it a win, you know, very stressful. And like I said, I did not think it through to the end, um, but it worked out. So if you're ever in that scenario, it works. It's not fun, but it works. Sometimes I, I open my pantry and I wonder how the male Jansen I got in there that one time. Yeah, that's kind of crazy. Especially on like the particular shelf he was in. I mean, those things climb. That's but I still look at the pantry and I'm like, you really didn't have a ton of space to to do this. My pantry's tiny. It's very narrow. But I just remember like looking everywhere, and then I'm like, let me look in here. And then sure enough, up there, hanging out under a thing of breadcrumbs. There he was <laughs> under a thing of breadcrumbs. Wonder what their day was like to get. To That's that right, level. right. It was like an Assassin's Creed level for them to get up there, and then you just come and get them and put them back in their tank. Well, the problem is, as I then made the stupid mistake of putting it back in the tub that it escaped from the first time, not knowing where it got out of, because I still can't figure to this day. I still don't know exactly how the hell it got out of that thing because I looked high and low as to how, like, where a hole was, like how it could have happened. Still can't figure it out shim in the glass and everything still like literally just houdini like <laughs> ghosted through the wall right uh, but that's i mean the second time he because he got out again of course because at that point i was like okay this tub's garbage getting rid of it um he was out for a few days and i mean that's not a small snake he wasn't like a massive jansen i he's not he still isn't but he was on the lamb for a couple days and i was like no idea how something like that can hide 
for that long and not be noticed by three people, a cat and a dog, which I'm sure Archie did see it a few times and was probably like, oh my god, dad. <laughs> here. Somebody help. Dude, I had a like a five foot carpet python gone. Like this was years ago. I had like a five foot carpet python that was gone for like three days until it opened a rack, let another snake mm-hmm. out and destroyed my counter and luckily i was home and heard it and got both of them the conjures at um, least are easy because those you just they just go up, up somewhere and they're just sitting there right now i think rat snakes are probably the worst snakes to have get out um in general because they're they're wild cards they could be on the ground they could be up high but i actually i do think this gray rat got the the one that got out for me was actually in the walls because when I found it, it like part of its body was under one of the cracks, not part. It was like some of its tail was under the crack and it was like trying to pull into it because it was only its front half that was stuck on the thing. But it was trying to pull up underneath. And I was like, yeah, you, you bitch, you were in the walls. I know you were. You know? It's all fun and games until you're cutting the lining out from under your sofa. Yeah, right. <laughs> God. Yeah. So with that said, this was actually one of those blue lidded like snap tubs that we use, Justin. Mm-hmm. And I am I am switching everything out of any anything that's in those snap tubs. I am yeah. never not those, those not those uh, Harry. Those are gasket. These, these are, are like tree tubs. Okay, these, are dollar, these are Dollar Tree tubs that you just push the lid down and it yeah, snaps. Yeah. I am switching from those because I don't know if somehow some of them can figure out a way to pop them open or if I'm just an idiot and sometimes forget to snap them closed. If I have Um, to use those for anything, I put several of these binder binder clips on them and that's that's the only way that I trust myself to use them. That's a dollar tree too, I'm pretty sure. That's actually not a bad idea. I might have to do that. But I'm probably um, going to go to switching to actually like clip tubs that snap on the ends because it just makes me feel better i haven't had stuff get out of those i know certain tubs that won't let anything get out and i don't know if it's just me being negligent and not snapping the lid on all the way or what but um i am moving i am moving away from all of those yeah i have a bunch of those yeah like those little binder clips work great for that Mm -hmm. i use the red ones like i have bigger red ones from staples that i got uh, and I actually use those to mark certain animals. If like, if it's yeah. an animal that I know is either like kind of may or may not eat. So I may have to check to see if there's a mouse sitting there or if there's one particular animal that I need to watch. Um, like I had baby corns, the ones that were non-starters, they'd have a red clip on their lid um, on the little tab that hangs off the edge, off the corner, just clip it to that. And then that helps me keep track of like, if I need to watch them for any reason, you know, females, especially like, I'm That's waiting a on idea. a prelay shed or I'm waiting on eggs, like got a clip on them just in case, like just makes things easy to spot. I'm going to have to start doing that because I have a million of those clips from when I was using them for like tags for mm-hmm. ID tags until I moved to the actual like label printer. Yeah. Um, so I have a million of those. Just little we all about things. that painter's tape around here, baby. I was too for <laughs> a long time, but man, I got one of those little brother uh, label makers from Walmart for like maybe not yeah you you up. got one right after i got one i was like dude and i love it ever thing, yeah. yeah i told you i told you because i was a i was a masking tape person for a very long time too but the problem is is like if i leave it on there for a long long time it eventually like smudges and fades and then i can't even really usually you've got to wash that tub and that right you know, yeah then the clock starts ticking on that tape and... yep <laughs> 
but it's super easy. I've got oh, mine's right here. I've got this little. You got like the heavier duty one compared to no, what? Yeah, I, I got no, I got a small one. Mine's yeah, but I mean, mine's like the size of like a sidekick. Oh, really? Mine's not very big. Well, this, is, this thing is fantastic, man. You sit there and just type in all the little little tidbits you need on there, and it's great. You can see them behind me. All the all the labels on yeah, all cool. these. Jagged awesome. leaf painter's tape on all of mine. Yeah, it looks great because I have shit handwriting, especially after if I have to write really small, which I do. Um, this just works great. You have different sizes that you can use. You can use little small letters. And again, shout out to Chris Montross. He came over and saw the collection, saw my tags. He's like, why the fuck are you doing that? I was like, I don't know. It's easy. He's like, dude, you can get a label printer for 20 bucks or less. <laughs> And it'll look that much better. It looks it looks so much better. It's so easy. And I'm like, are they really that cheap? And he's like, yeah, dude, go to Walmart. They used to be yeah. crazy expensive, and some of like the yeah. higher end ones still are. Like some of the yeah, oh yeah, yeah, like for the sure. bigger brother brand, like brothers expensive stuff. Period. They have like DTG yeah. printers for shirts that are like twenty five thousand dollars, and I really yeah. want some. But this, I'll probably is never a, this is a this is a Dymo Letra tag, yeah. literally Walmart. This was 15 20 bucks. I got a, a brother P touch. P touch. <laughs> I don't know why they call it a P touch. That's but... fitting. <laughs> but it's 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 a good little unit. Like it's exactly yeah. what I what I need for, for what I'm using it for. You know, it it yeah. definitely I've gone through like at least two rolls of, of tape so far. Oh, but yeah. it comes it comes with two, I think, when you buy it, which is all yeah. Right. Mine came with two and I rolled through no, I came with <laughs> one. And I bought another one thinking I wouldn't go through two rolls, and yeah. then I did. So I'm on my third one now, and I have pretty much everything except the carpets right now have tags on them. Um, so, yeah, works great. I love it. Um, again, huge shout out to Chris Montrose for that recommendation. It just it makes it look so much more sleek having just the, the printer printed tabs on them. Man, I, I absolutely love it. My only gripe is wishing I could have. A middle option between like the large and smaller like text size mine's got how many different sizes does yours have mine just has like a large and a small and like the small uh, is really small like really hard to read and then the large is like that's what i use but i go through more tape because it's taking up more space so okay yeah see mine the middle there i'm looking at mine now i've got extra large or I've got extra large, large, medium, small, extra small. Yeah, mine's so, too. So. Ton of ton of options. The only thing I don't like about this is it's not like a keyboard. It's A through Z, like on this. So when I'm trying to type, I'm thinking of it like a, you know a phone keyboard. Uh, it takes me so much longer to There's type stuff out. Just yeah, like, no, it's it's yeah, very. You know, it's it. not even that. It's because you know, like on a keyboard, when you type too, because I'd send a lot of emails at work and stuff. So I, I'm on a keyboard, you know, all the time. You know, between texting people and sending emails at work, it's I, I'm used to a certain layout on them. But when it's A through Z, I'm like, where's the F? <laughs> It messes me up, um, but that is my only gripe with that, and it's such a small thing that it doesn't even matter. Um, I spent probably two hours in here when I first got it, labeling everything because it's also fun. It's fun to sit there and print out labels. I don't know why it's oddly satisfying, but it is. And, that, and you couldn't have you couldn't do just half of it and then get up no. and walk away. 
something yeah. else. No. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. It has to be everything. Uh, so, yeah. Do that. It works great. Love it. But, Harry. How then, Leonis? Mm. Mostly good. Mostly good. <laughs> uh, They're the Leonis, so there's got to be something. Well, I mean, uh, you're going to have holdouts. I've got holdouts. <laughs> you don't have holdouts, Justin. All yours eight right away. Yeah, but I've only got two. So, yeah. Statistically, I'm probably all right. When you yeah, yeah. when you get into the to the the higher numbers like you did, statistically, yeah, you got, got a whole sack of the damn things all at once. And you yeah, got a bunch really of nice. non-feeders, didn't you? Yeah. Oh no. That all. I'm pretty sure all of them were, except for two that I got, uh, were all uh, out of the egg, uh, non-feeding, like just little yeah. wet, practically wet baby. Uh, yeah, this and you know, I mean, it's it. You you know, going into that, it's going to be a pain. But they really overall weren't. I have a couple that I've had to throw the kitchen sink at, and I expected it. But oh, that reminds me, I got to go check one to see if it ate. <laughs> I've got a couple in there that are staring at lizard goo covered pinkies right now. I guarantee it. <laughs> So how has, you know, since our last episode, it's been almost a year, like we discussed, how has, if at all, how has your, obviously you added Leona's, I know you added a bunch of stuff, but tell, tell us how your collection has changed in the last year, you know, what's happened, where have you put more focus on, you know, give us, give us the rundown, man. Not necessarily so much a shift of focus as a addition, as a foot on the gas. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> but uh no uh more getula uh actually uh molly being the forward thinker of us uh made a list earlier because she was like you're gonna want this oh, there you go it's <laughs> acquired since august look at that damn 23 23 new snakes which is why i don't count this is uh, since last august <laughs> or a year ago uh, no, this is since huh uh, since since Daytona, since like <laughs> since Daytona, <laughs> lots of uh, Leonis and uh, Alterna just went went down the uh, Montane Montane rabbit hole hard. I mean, I already had some Alterna, but uh, just always wanted more of those and uh, did the damn thing. Go, uh, we've got a whole pile of those little uh, white ones that i think you guys both probably saw at daytona yeah while he was well, I, I played with I those yeah <laughs> I, I was they real... were in chris's room i was i was i was checking those out and i was looking at each and every one of them was... they are uh they're all wonderful uh i got that little milk snake phase from chris that uh, i believe you got one of as well yours uh gave you far less trouble than mine is still giving me she ate a uh frozen or no she ate a live uh pinky the other day that's the first thing she ever ate about a week and a half ago and i was getting worried i was like don't you of all of you this one i don't want to die don't die (laughs) yeah like come on like i like you i like you all but i really like you and you know she ate and then shed and now won't eat again so that's it's the dance we do (laughs) not out of the woods yet but that's okay yeah it's just fun though, man. I love. I I enjoy that. I'm I'm 
sick in the head. I enjoy having to be like, why won't you eat? Come on, eat. Because it's like the, the, the pain hurts. It hurts so it's good. Hurt, it hurts so the, good. The, the, the cocktail of happy chemicals when you see one of these things eat something for the first time, it, it's nice. <laughs> but no, uh, piled on the Leonis. Uh, piled on the Leonis. Uh, piled on some more Alterna. Uh, got a really, really pretty pair of. Uh, Blair's phase uh, at Daytona and got a pair of uh, nine mile north uh, out of the egg babies from one of Chris's friends, uh, Austin. And uh, those are absolute little cocktail straws. One ate right off the rip. The other one is uh, the other one requiring the kitchen sink treatment. So that's fun. But uh, yeah, just basically, I've just been loading up on king snakes now that I'm sitting here looking at this list. Like I've got some more <laughs> splendies because I can't turn them down while I have the shirt. Uh, what else? Uh, God, basically, uh, I owe, I owe half of my uh, recent boom in my collection to uh, Chris Payneshaw. I'm sure neither of you can relate to that. <laughs> yeah, I think we can all uh, attest to that one. I had purged my house of corn snakes and that has, <laughs> that has been undone uh, thanks to a, uh, a couple of little freebies in a box that I, uh, I got recently from him with one of those uh, vertebralis, which I have to talk yeah. about because that thing is awesome. Yeah. Uh, I, ha I have looked at it once. I, I haven't I <laughs> pretend I don't have it. It eats. And uh, I'm assuming drinks water. It eats and it does. I know it's in there. <laughs> Sometimes it slips up, but uh, no, I'm just lots of little, lots of king snakes and uh, you know, a few little other odds and ends, you know, kings and rats, which is pretty much the uh, theme of this house now, <sighs> barring any little oddballs. Somebody gave me a uh, Yearling Doomerals boa, speaking of non-feeders, a yearling Doomerals boa that has never once showed any interest in eating, and I, uh, I've i been doing battle with that, I guess. Uh, it's a local friend of mine who's a very accomplished boa breeder, and she was like, man, look, you get alternative eat all the time. Uh, here, try this, and I, what is this? What do I do with this? And so we I don't are, know what uh, to do with my hands. I'm, I'm, yeah, this is, a, this is a different animal, but... Uh, so yeah, we're we're it went it, it's on the uh, the on the list of pains in my ass right now, but it's very pretty. Can't say that I'm sad it's here. It is very pretty. Yeah. I just wish it would eat. Isn't it? It's just so frustrating because it's like you you know that it's just like this small thing you're missing, but you don't know what it is, and it's just in this. I, I honestly don't know with this thing because it, it has no no uh like defense about it no no nippiness no anything it's just wants to run from you or just it's just cool when it sits there it's like if you mess with it enough it's like get away from me no desire like i would be so excited if it showed like a little bit of defensiveness because i'd be like I, okay that's you know i can work with that you got some fire in you but right. it's just right. like i'm good i i, I just I just let me here. die man yeah. Just let me die. 
I'm also uh, horrible at force feeding anything with any size to it. Like I can, you know, cram a tail down a baby king snake. Not that I like doing that. I hate doing that. But anything more than that, and it's probably just as stressful for me as it is for the damn animal. And I just, mm-hmm. I just, I hate it. <laughs> but that's Sorry, yeah. Will, that will, like, it, will it not even like assist feed or anything like that? No, it will spit something back out. Like it, you, it's team ramrod like all day. Like, <laughs> yeah. And, uh, I mean, it's beautiful and it, it acts totally normal. And honestly, I haven't, you know, really even done that since I've had it. I've only had it a couple of months. It hasn't lost any weight. It's just been sitting there not eating. But uh, no, I, I got to do some, I got to do a little more digging on that. I'm sure somebody knows what to do. I wonder if it's like a seasonal thing though, where if like you, you cooled it, not like a serious cooling, like you would yeah. with, with colubrids and stuff, but if you gave it, you know, cooler temperatures in the house somewhere and then light cycle and, cooler yeah, temperatures. And, then, and then maybe come spring warmed it back up. Cause I'd imagine with Madagascar and stuff that they're, they're very seasonal feeders and there's probably yeah. a decent chunk of the year where they're not eating. And maybe that's the case here where yeah. it's just like, that's where it's at right now. You know, yeah, if it stays too uh, linear all year as far or too stagnant, you know, as far as like temperature swings and stuff goes. You yeah. tried birds at all? I've tried uh chick down. I don't have anything I, I would kill for like some little live baby button quail. I was about to say, try button quail, man. I, uh, there's a, a how far are you? You're, you're away from Sky, though. Because Sky, yeah, yeah. He's, he's got the Coternix or whatever, however you say Yeah, that. he doesn't have button quail. I want the little bumblebee chicks, you know. Yeah, uh, button quail and Coternix quail are very different. Their Coternix are a lot larger. Uh, Molly's got a co worker that breeds button quail, and I've uh, I've got a couple eggs from her in the past for my egg eater who did not appreciate them either. Uh, <laughs> well, it's finch eggs. I, I don't know why I'm drawn to these these assholes feeding wise, but uh, no, um, I don't know that she would be too keen on just handing me a little newborn. Oh, yeah, I got a boa that won't eat. Yeah, just, just like, tell look, her, you're just tell it her. good. <laughs> Tell her you want it. You just want a pet, and then it died when she asked where it is. Somebody suggested that I just get some more eggs for her and, or from her, and uh, put them under one of my chickens. But I, I just, I all I think about is how what sort of creative mm-hmm. ways that could turn into a <laughs> nightmare. Yeah. Hmm. Or I would be attached to them because there's always that yeah. possibility. I mean, yeah. Yeah, dude, button quail are too adorable. That would that would suck. I mean, baby quail in general are just fucking adorable little creatures. Oh, speaking um, uh, of eaters. Oh, go ahead, Harry. I was just gonna say, a Doomerel's boa eating something would be pretty adorable too. Right now, though, that, so. yeah, that would up be. in the air on what I care about. Yeah, I was cleaning rats last weekend, and in one bin, I had two hairless weaned ones. Yeah. It just popped up? Yeah. Hmm. Keep those little bastards. If it's a male and female, breed them together and make hairless rats. I'll get every single one. Well, I mean, I don't necessarily have to breed them together because clearly that gene is floating around in that particular group. But Well, yeah, but if you breed them together, if it's like a recessive gene, you might get a bunch of them. Is hairless recessive or is it like... I have no no idea. idea. I don't know. It's just there. I just thought it was interesting. It's worth a try, though. My mom used to do hairless Dumbo's, and they were the weirdest looking. 
Yeah, well, I, I, I'm, I'm more concerned about those and these cooler temperatures and stuff, and like, I'm yeah, sure they probably don't handle cold very well. Yeah, no. So, I have to start. It's about. It's going to be that time of year. I'm going to have to start adding decent pads of hay into the bins and stuff, so they can they can nest in them and sort of they'll get under it and they'll warm up and I'll start giving them more, more boxes and stuff to, to hide in and things do like that. Do you, do you heat that shed at all? No, but I, I've talked to Jake. I want to get one of those oil filled heaters or something, even if it's just to warm up sort of that, that particular corner that they're in, in that just to keep it a few degrees, especially if it gets like knock the snap off in the morning. For a something. Yeah. yeah. Cause it's not so being, be above being such an open shed and it not being insulated like that. It's definitely not going to heat the whole thing, but it could probably heat a corner at least somewhat, you know? Um, yeah, especially ever if you have it right up next to them. Uh, yeah, so I don't want to use anything other than an oil filled one though, for sure, because I feel like that's that's just a fire hazard. It's, yeah, I don't trust anything that isn't oil filled. I've got an oil filled heater sitting right in front of me right now that stays in the snake room, literally runs year round. I have one in the garage for cooling when it gets super duper cold. Uh, yeah, I fucking love these things, man. They're they're. Yeah, I gotta get amazing. Gotta grab one eventually. They're yeah. not that. They're really yeah. not that expensive for Walmart. Well, if I go, I want to go to Lowe's and see if, or maybe even Tractor Supply has some options that are meant for like bigger spaces like that. But I want to look around and see if I can find something that's larger than sort of the standard household size one. Let's see. Yeah. Be worth a worth a look. Definitely yeah. gonna be a little bit more expensive, but. I would I would consider switching a lot of my stuff to ambient if I had one of those. I I don't I run a tiny bit of back heat on a lot of these kings and stuff. Mm -hmm. I mean, and it's only like a couple of degrees, like it's you know barely anything. Like but, I dude, I love ambient. Like it's hard in here. Like the pythons obviously still have like back heat, you know, belly heat. But as far as colubrids go, my room like I let it fluctuate because like I don't like stagnant i don't like the same all the time so it's all there's always a night drop like you know i turn it down at night let it get into the mid to high 70s then during the day i let it get up to 80 82 so it does have that fluctuation because i don't think a constant 80 degrees 24 7 365 is good i, I don't like that yeah. idea um, but I give thicker layers of bedding and I do ambience on the colubrids, but, and, but colub most colubrids are so tolerable as far as temperatures. Like a lot of them could stay mid seventies year round and probably be fine. Okay. Um, I've had things that I've just kept off heat in here and they do fine. Like actually these rat snakes back here. Yeah. This, you know, I mean, it stays in like the mid to high seventies and you know, yeah, like, dude, that's these, those rat snakes eat weekly and shed and grow like weeds is yeah. babies from Mike Kosicki. They're awesome, by the way. Yeah. Those are really Another cool. thing that I've probably gotten since, uh, since the, the last one. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. No, I, I think, you know, I think Kalubers can do, cause like, dude, when I was, cause I, I started running heat. Like when I first was really getting Kalubers, I was doing more heat on them. And they just seemed antsy all the time. Like my room was still saying like high seventies, but they just seemed antsy. They were always running, you know, always at the front, always doing something, you know, just going all the time. 
And I was like, something's, something's off. So I pulled heat off them and I started running ambience and all that kind of calmed down. They really only do that when they're hungry. <laughs> you know, they're looking for food, especially the pits. The pits, like, you can't keep pits super hot. Like, I don't like keeping they get angry. Yeah, you got to let them go into power save mode every now and then, man. Yeah, you know, so especially with the pits. Ambient was the best thing I ever did for my room, you know. I really prefer to have some type of gradient. But with the pythons, they keep the ambient in here kind of high, which it works perfectly for the colubrids. So um, it works great. Like I said, I do a night drop every night, so nobody's staying constant, you know, every day. Um, but I think that's good for them. I think I think that constant is actually a lot harder to achieve than you think. Yeah, and oh, that for comes sure. from that comes from finally getting some gobies. And just watching how like the house itself fluctuates and yeah, you know, like because I've you know that's an addiction. You know, you get some of those and you're like, oh, I wonder what, so much fun. I wonder what happens over here. Yeah, <laughs> put, put in there, you know. And yeah. yeah, like it's it's just really fun to watch how all that maps out after like having them in places for a while. You got them hanging really, from the really, ceiling like the air freshener scene in seven. I really need to get some of those and. <laughs> Get Dude, I just got a little three pack, and honestly, I could I could use about ten, twelve or of those. <laughs> yeah, no, like I would put them everywhere and like know yeah. where they all were, and like it's it's become part of like my routine. Like, oh, I wonder what the I got. I got a big Exoterra in my living room with a Gulf Hammock rat in it, and I was like, I wonder what this tank does. Like, I wonder how. <laughs> okay. like, so I've I've literally got one like zip tied to a perch in there. Where I can like read it or like like yeah, it's fun, man. So the only the only thing I wish they did with those was have some way to where if you have multiples of them, you can identify what's what on your phone. Because if you don't have them, like it's to the point now where if I I have a handful of them and I I write numbers on them with a yeah, as you say, if you don't mark them, like if you don't mark them and you have them on the app and they're in the same room, you have no way of knowing what's what. So I either have to put them in the fridge for a few minutes (laughs) or figure like. Yes, it's really frustrating. Like, <laughs> yes, like a, a color or something of the light that blinks, no, I, uh, a beep I, or something, something that t- can help me tell me. I, I opened the box, put the batteries in them, and like labeled them all and set them all next to each other on a table and turned around and was like, oh shit. And yeah, yeah I had to like do like a little experiment. I was like, okay, well, I'm put this one under a light. Yeah, put this one in the fr- yeah, and like, I had to like you know, Sherlock my way into which one was which before I could. Well, I had one in particular that was dead. Like, I think I, it was one that I left in the incubator in an egg box and it had gotten too wet and it just died. But I could not figure out which one it was because (laughs) the other ones were still going and the dead one. Does it send a signal? Does it like register anything on like the app when it's dead or is it just like, no, no, but I think it would be like, which one it was it just yeah it, they just they need some way to like can you label that because it's all run off an app right you look at everything right on the app. but you have to can label you, them can you but can you label can you label them in the app as well like yeah you but I'm saying, like, oh, okay. if you don't have a marked you don't know which one it is on the app that you're looking at if they're in the same room right yeah so like no, i can I, have I, them on my app one through three but if i don't have yeah, them yeah. actually labeled one through three yeah yeah no i, I hear you yeah you sync yeah, them all up to your phone and set them next to each other on the table, and they, you know, they all look the same. And you're like, <laughs> yeah, I do them one at a time and put them somewhere, or like, yeah, right on them. So the only thing, the I think the only reason I haven't done that yet 
which I, I'm going to, but I think the biggest reason I haven't yet is because once I, once I start doing that, I'm going to become kind of obsessed. And if something seems off, I'm going to try and fix it. Whereas as of now, everything's fine. Nobody's got yeah. any problems. It's not a thing. But if I'm not like, oh, that corner is like a degree too cold, you know, then yeah, I'm going to heat up, I'm gonna heat up my entire like fucking room. And, you know, it's just going like to be a nightmare. Like to see where, where we're at in like the Jansen eye cage. Cause I put one in there when I had them there on top of the Aggie cage. So like that cage uh, sitting on it does get warm on the hot end because of the bulb and stuff. And so I hung a Govi in there to see exactly where it was at. And I mean, hey, it, was, it was perfect. It worked out, but um, like putting them on top of shelves to see how warm it is at the top, close to the ceiling, putting them on the bottom. Right. Cool it is when I have stuff in cooling, I'll put one on top of the stacks so I can, yeah. like when things get really, really chilly, I can keep an eye on where they're at. Um, yeah, see, I could see that coming in handy more when I'm cooling everything. Like, I would keep those in the garage for those days that get, like, really cold here and then monitor that a little better. You know, my room, like, I have a fan. I have a ceiling fan in here, and it's on high all day, every day. The fan never gets turned off. So I, I hate think... Hate to go to that. I th yeah, right? Watch it just get slung around. Um, but so I think my ambient in here is pretty well across the board. Cause like, it's, it, it's you my fan, my fan goes, movies. yeah, you're right. But my fan is really strong and like to the point to where I can't keep, if I'm have a loose paper towel on top of my, uh, little, little rack thingy that I wheel around in here, a little cart, you know, it's just, it just blows off. Everything blows off. So it's. It's a pretty strong fan, so I don't work. I, I don't worry about that too much. I've got pretty much blowing directly on my heater, so it kind of expands. That's one thing that over the last year I probably should have got instead of a couple of these snakes. Which I, I that's a lie. I I wouldn't. Use <laughs> a rolling cart for in here. Oh, that dude, would, dude. Yeah, if I you know. Don't have a cart. Yeah. If you don't have a cart, no. it's a game changer. All you have to do is go to Walmart, get one of those wheelie carts that's, you know, like I went the to Harbor Freight Red. and found a really cool one. I just, they, really I cool. think they only had like the display model and it looked like it had been like Spartan kicked. And I was like, okay, well, I'm not, I don't want that one. And I never went back. So, Dude, yeah. all, want, so you know what the Baker's, the metal Baker's racks look like, right? Yeah. Yeah. They have like yeah, a cart. They, they make a cart version of that, man. Yeah. Come on, they're like I gotta 50, have a solid bucks. surface. I can't have the yeah. Well, they they make like a, a hard plastic one, that, yeah. like a gray, like one. At, those uh, are really expensive. Though. Wow, they are. You can get them on sale. Northern Tool has them for a fairly decent price. There's one. There's one at Harbor Freight for like sixty five, and yeah, there's one for like one hundred twenty bucks, and it's significantly better looking. Like it's got a paper towel roll holder on it, and I was like, oh. Oh yeah, sold. Like, oh, I was like that. You know, talk dirty to me, like that, <laughs> the dumb little things that I like. Dude, I see that that right there. If the if I found one with the paper towel holder, I would spend the extra fifty bucks just for that. I'm telling you, like I, I, it, it's four inch in my plans. I was like towel holders either, man. Now I, like, I have to get look the at the crappiest that. one they make, and then I was like, oh boy, look at that. That's swanky. See, the one I have, though, like, it's one of those metal ones, but it's got little hooks on the side, yeah. and I keep my feeding tongs on there, and I'm like, oh, this is perfect, you know? My tongs stay on there. 
my hooks stay on one side of it and i'm like this is just this is perfect, see, i've man. just ruined the walls in here about with like putting screws and like hanging crap you know like yeah like, like you would in a garage for hanging all your tools you get one wall. of those magnetic chef strips that they use for knives yeah that's a great idea yeah so yeah dude cart the cart was a game yeah. changer especially when because I, I got it when did i get the cart I think it's been quite a while now, but man, it was, it's a game changer, man. I know there was somebody that bought one. It wasn't too long ago. One somebody in our group was like, Oh my God, I just bought a car. What, what have I been, been missing? <laughs> like, no, like I've got like a little fold out, like card table thing here and it just sucks. Yeah. Like, I, nah, dude. Like, that thing's going to go in like a dumpster as soon as I get a cart. Like, See, mine, though, because my room isn't that big and like, you know, all this stuff like kind of encompasses. Like, I definitely, it's nice that I have to move it. Smitty's, Smitty, yours can pretty much stay stationary. That I understand. Your table definitely works for your room. But with no, mine, with, with mine, all I do is just like turn it. Like, as I go around the room, I just rotate it to the way that works for me. Cause like all my stuff stays like on the other two shelves and then like my standalone tubs that are on the baker's rack, I pull those off, put it out, I'll put it on the top of it and then take off the lid, do what I need to do. And everything's right there, man. Do you actually have room uh, for, a, for a table like the one I have in my room? I don't, it somehow, it takes up so much space, dude. My it room, does. Like, it it does. So, my room, I'm so frustrated with my room right now because of how small it is and how much I got going on in there. Like it is, it gives me freaking anxiety all the time. You have a lot of snakes for a very small room. I do, and it's, it's super frustrating because it's like I have a bio G that doesn't have anything in it at the moment, but I don't want to put it in the garage here because then it'll get all cobwebby and gross and stick dusty. something in the bio G. What are you Cobweb. doing? Like it might be a getchy load, but I'll send you something. <laughs> no, <laughs> stick a corn snake in there, man. Come on now. Put a big old Apalachicola King in that thing. <laughs> it would be break, interesting to put break, a coin in there and see what it does. Break yeah. you of that habit. <laughs> yeah. No, oh, man, I love... I'm about to... So I'm actually about to redo my entire room. Like, probably... I was planning on doing it this weekend. I may go get some tubs this weekend and try and start a little bit. But it's going to... Oh, things are going to be so much better once I rearrange this whole thing. Because right now, I feel like everything's just kind of cluttered. But after I do this, it's going to be very, very sleek. I so, need um, everything in this room needs to be on wheels. Oh, God, I yes. Have, I have wood floors, and it's just a total Jealous. waste. It's, to it's awesome. It's a total waste of, like, possibility to not have everything on wheels in here. Like, the little locking casters that you can like step on and like it locks you know like yeah dude um, like I, every you know, should be on those if you get black box stuff those casters can be a reality that's right oh, you yeah. can get those casters. actually blackbox.com is pulled up on my phone i'm looking at the xr20 thinking about how much better my life would be if i had like one of those it's a great wreck dude i literally have right behind me right here is a 16 and a 20 stacked i mean i'm gonna take my phone off right now I got all the babies. Oh, I can't rotate this fine. I got all the babies That's... up there, and this thing goes all the way down to the floor. Where is it? I can't. I cannot do this. All the way down <laughs> over there. Whatever. You get the idea. That's no, a whole. That's a whole stack, baby, from the floor almost, yeah. almost to the ceiling. 
It's like to the wall. It's probably seven feet tall. As it should be. Yes. I love it. It makes me so happy. Every time I look at that whole stack, I'm like, yeah. Streamlined. <laughs> awesome. tell you what, like, the, the stream there's something to be said for streamlining stuff. I think it allows you to provide better care. Like really, like yeah. the easier something is for you to do. I mean, it's human nature, you're gonna do it more often and do it more efficiently. And that, you know, things little things like that, you know, just like if I didn't have to take four binder clips off of every tub, you know, tub, you know, to do a water bowl, how much more yeah. how, how much more often would I be inclined to do water bowls? You know, like right. it's all, you know, kind of Yeah. And that I think no, is a selling point for stuff like that. That's yeah. just like water and you know, everything looks good and is streamlined like that. It makes you want to use it. I like the, the standalone tubs that, that Jake and I use with those red lids and, and the blue lid stuff too, just because for things yeah. that like I don't plan on holding on to, you know, long term, like stuff that's eventually going to go for sale or, or find a new home, like those work really well in terms of space efficiency and things like that. You know, you see them all right there above Jake. But yeah, they, there you go. Yeah, I've got great, the, a great little tub for, Adam, those for the babies. And then I've got a whole rack of standalone taller tubs right there oh yeah part of my trash can but those right there are the 110 quart hefties and mm -hmm. those are a great those that. are a great upgrade for you know adult rat snakes and so what i'm gonna do is actually like the wall behind me is gonna be completely black box when this is done i will have two cages that aren't black box just because they're four feet and i need to put some carpets in them but when this is done, everything's going to be black box or standalone tubs until they can get into a black box. Um, so that my back wall leading to my door is going to be all like, it's going to be two baker's racks and it's going to be 110 quarts all stacked up um, because those just don't fit on a rack very well. Um, so they're just going to sit on, so they're just going to sit on the floor and get stacked up. Um, and then this wall right here behind me is going to be, my V70 stack, my XR stack, and then I got a XR55 rack from Black Box. It's going next to these. And then my three-foot cages. And it's going to be yeah. awesome. God, I, I can't wait. I'm so looking forward to it. Not looking forward to spending about two, $300 in tubs here soon to get a bunch of standalones for all the grow-out rat snakes that have gotten too big. Um, but, yeah, you know. Everything's going to get transitioned to black box soon enough. We'll always have them. Oh, yeah. No. So it's going to it's gonna turn eventually once, you know, because I'm going to get a bunch of the 115s that are gonna, or 110s that are going to stack up. But uh, next black box order is going to be all cages, and then we're going to slowly transition everything into black box cages from there. Yeah. So it's, Again, uh, I cannot wait to get rid of that habitat systems rack. Dude, you just need a whole stack of BioGs right there. No, I'd probably or, or like, even cubes, I'd, I'd like, like two by I'd, two by twos, like two footers or something. Yeah, I, get, get I'm cubes. not. I'm not a huge fan of cubes. I, I find why. especially two footers. I just find them awkward with my room. They just don't. There's no. So, but you said almost. Work. But you said two footers. So what would you get? Two footers, like maybe not two footers, but like three footers, like the XA threes that I got. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, like that, something that's, that's longer, different. not as deep. You know, with a little bit of height to it, like because everything pretty yeah. much in that rack is a chondro or that brettles. Um, yeah, you know, like chondros don't need a lot in terms of 
depth, you know, like I yeah. think I go more for width on those than anything else. Um, yeah. Get the three by 18 by 24s, you know, they're 24 tall, but three foot wide, 18 deep, you know, and uh, that'll do you real well. I think my plan for at least the adult rats, because of my ceiling height, I wanted to do two foot tall cages just for more height. But in reality, 18 inches versus two foot doesn't mean a lot to the snake, but I can fit an extra cage up to my ceiling if I do 18s. So it's, I'm probably going to go three by two by 18 tall um, for adult cages for smaller rats, like big boys, like Rico. Rico's going to go in the four footer. I got waiting out in the living room for me right now. Um, those are going to go in the four foot cages. But most of your rat snakes start, stay relatively small, so they're probably going to stay in three by two by eighteens. And um, I just yeah. plan on having an entire wall of those mud suckers. Mm-hmm. So it's going to be awesome. When I want to get the Jansen eye into like a six footer or something, that would be so sick, dude. Get them in like a six long, three tall. Oh, well, actually, what did I, I talked to Jen. I actually thought about taking what they're in now and getting another one, and then just like coupling them together. Yeah. So that'd be really cool, you know, have like a cooler level that doesn't have heat or UV or anything. And then have like the light level that's got the UV and has the lights and the plants. And would you else. do, would you do vertically stacked or uh, horizontally stacked? Vertically. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah uh, Cause that would be, cause I've always thought about that, especially for like cave dwellers. I've thought about getting like a, like cave dwelling rat snakes. If you get like a four foot cage and put a divider in it, then cut a hole make one pretty much completely blacked out, make it wet, make it more cave-like, and then have the other side be more like a forest environment, UVB, UVA, all that stuff, and then they can kind of transition. You can definitely do that and that. You know, a horizontal applegate kind of thing? Yeah, exactly. Justin, with your idea, you could definitely like I mean, do that and then have one more be more like a soil underground type of deal. With the hides and stuff and then have yeah. more of like a, a climbing space. Still have like some hides up top, yeah, but, but like I have like a more of a jungle more space. more branches, more things yeah. to climb on and stuff, and keep the the bottom a little more bare bones and just mostly hides and and things like that. But um, yeah, I Thick think soil. I mean if I put two of those together, that's that should four feet tall. That should technically be more space than a six footer. No? Well, yeah, it depends if you did it if if because seems like square like square. If you went six foot. If you went six foot long by three foot tall, maybe not versus four feet long by four feet tall um, as far as actual footage. But if you do what you're doing and you create like just a small area, you ha- you would have more diversity. Like if you just put like a hole on one to where they can go underground type of deal, um, you would have a little bit more diversity, I guess, versus a six foot cage that's three feet tall, you know. Um, I've always but, thought it would be cool um, if you could get somebody to, or you could probably just like hand cut them, but you get somebody to 3D print a uh, insert for a, uh, a tub that rides about halfway, you know, because they're tapered as they go down, rides about halfway down and has sort of like a necked up, you know, like trap door in it where you can still put bedding in it, mm-hmm. but you could have like a layer underneath with like spag or something in it like that. But I don't know, a lot of the more traditional like V70s and stuff like that. I don't know that they're deep enough to allow you to do that and still have room for the actual snake. Yeah. 
but so there are some i can't remember i think it's freedom breeder they create so what they have is an insert with a hole in it and it goes into a v70 or whatever and so the back part of the tub acts as a hide like there's a hole okay. and they go into the back and it creates a hide area and then the front is more open space okay. so there is there is that i can't remember who makes it it might be vision it's either vision or freedom breeder i can't remember uh it might be vision but that is a that is a good concept and i actually cool. might look into that and make the back part of it like a lay box area because that would actually be really good for pits if i can close off one area and just put sphag in it, you know, make it a lay box, a lay area, and the rest in mulch or whatever. Yeah. Um, I might have to look into that for this breeding season. It's not a, not a bad idea. Hell yeah. But, yeah. So. No, I've been, I've been wanting to try and do some tinkering like that. I just... I was about to say you're a handyman here. You can, you can work on this. Yeah, stuff. but I'm also a perfectionist, and that causes <laughs> want to start things if you don't think they're going to be right, and so you end up not doing things. <laughs> I hear that. <laughs> or even I don't have like my wall-to-wall Spilotes enclosure yet because I'm like, oh, do I want to do it this way or that way? I can't get them until I have the enclosure. <laughs> I won't let myself. See, I don't know. I'm different, man. I uh. If it works, I'm I'm all about functionality. It ain't got to be pretty as long as it does well, the job. No, I mean, uh, and I I agree with that. It's just my brain that you know sometimes is like, nah, man, it's got to be perfect the first time. Like when in reality, you're gonna be tweaking stuff forever, you know, because that's mm -hmm. the fun of anything like this. Well, if if I do the the split black box setup. I'm thinking I would end up doing like a PVC coupling, like a, a, a U joint that goes from the side to the side instead of a vertical one. That way, if I ever yeah. want to use that, those cages for something else, I have the ability to close them off with a cap or something. And you don't have a hole and in the bottom of hole in the bottom or the top. Right. So that, that would almost work like a, some people use those as like shift like boxes. Cage. Like they'll put, they'll put a PVC coupling on one end that they can close off. So when the snake is in there, they can close it and then it's trapped inside of there and then they can pull it out, do their cleaning or whatever. Um, so, oh, not a bad thing. I mean, it'd be nice to, to be able to still use them if I don't end up having chance and I in them anymore or something. Right. Well, you don't want to ruin For whatever them. reason for one application and then, you know, not be able to do anything else with them. Yeah. Right. For sure. For sure. No, I, uh, I need to go down the black box rabbit hole. It's a, it's a good hole to go down. My friend, yeah. you will not be, not be disappointed. I absolutely love my, Is that before or after you go down the Condro rabbit hole. Fuck that. Oh, don't let her hear you. <laughs> Green tree by dogs. Don't let her hear you. No. She she's she's there. She's there. <laughs> it's too late. She's already gone down the Leonis rabbit hole with me, and she wants condros, and I, I also want oh, condros. Man. I had an awesome pair when I was a kid, man. Like a pair of Aru's I got at a local pet store like 15 years ago, and knew nothing about them and they were just wonderful kept them in those 
horrible, like ten gallon tall. You know, like, oh, it was like God. the front of a ten gallon on its like, side. Yeah, like yeah. Just kept them side by side in a pair of those, and they somehow did okay. Like you know, I mean, this is you know, like, this is long enough ago to where like I didn't know anything better. It's you know, yeah. half the people you talk to would have told you to keep them like that, but. No, they, they were cool. I, I I missed those. Those were yeah. Those were awesome. Those were the days. I don't even think I have any pictures of those snakes anymore. It seems like that, a lot of people's first experience with condors is usually bad. not great. <laughs> yeah, no, like I I was I expected that. Even then, even then I knew enough, you know, I was a, just a boy. And I was but a boy. And I, I even then I knew I was like, okay, this may not go well, and they they you know did surprisingly well. And it never, really is amazing how how easy they are to keep. They, I they feel get, like they're they they're, over, they're easy to keep. So much. They're easy to keep as long as you hit the right parameters. Your margins you know for error I mean? are definitely slimmer than a lot of them. Yeah, you're, and that's the thing. Like they're very easy as long as you hit these certain things, you won't have any problems. But they're not like a carpet to where if something goes haywire for a week, they're probably going to be fine. They yeah. The, yeah, you know, I feel they, like they do I feel so like well, are just, just a little bit more sensitive. If you ignore their existence, they do phenomenally. It's kind of like that vertebralis. Survive on neglect, man. I'm telling yeah. you. Not neglect so much as just ignoring. Yeah. Ignoring them. So something I did today that I also want to share with the class that I think would be a good idea uh, <laughs> for for people. So I have, so that gray rat snake that got out. Yeah. <laughs> so that gray rat snake that got out, all of those lemon rats have a horrible problem of flipping their water dishes and just swamping their enclosures all of the time and i've been trying to think of a way to combat that without like getting because they're in those they have the, the these small red dishes that i get from the dollar tree they work really well i haven't had problems with snakes flipping them over until i got these so what i did was i melted a hole in a certain spot or two holes in a certain spot on my tub and I took two zip ties and I took one and I made a loop inside of it. And that water dish fits perfectly inside the zip tie loop. And it acts as like a little cup holder. And I will check back in next week to see how it does. I think it's going to work out really well. You know, unless they can get under it and push it over it. Uh, they're not going to be able, because I think the problem is they're moving it and then pushing it all over the place. It's filling with bedding, whatever. So unless they pick it up and go over the zip tie, I think it's going to work really well. It's like a little cup holder. And I might use that on a lot more tubs to like keep them secured. What my mom has always done, long as I can remember for her uh, ball pythons and stuff, is basically the exact thing that we all use as moist hides, you know, like the Tupperware with the lid mm -hmm. hole in the top, you know, like she uses those as water bowls for animals that like to tip things and cause they can still yeah. get in there, make it, make it big enough to where they can still get in there if they want to, you know, this is like primarily for like baby balls and stuff that'll, you know, make messes and stuff. I don't see why it wouldn't work for them, but for pits and stuff, but yeah. And then it just keeps them from spilling it a little more, but 
There's yeah. actually, I think it's from Superior Shipping Supplies. Yeah, they have or somebody. Bowls. They have some with. They have like dishes that you can use as water bowls, but they come with a lid with a big cutout in it, and they say you can use those water bowls. I mean, it's the same same thing. Probably a lot better. <laughs> yeah, and they're probably a lot more expensive too. You know, yeah. that goes into do you want to pay for it to look nice yeah. or do you, you want to you, you want to make a trip to Dollar it. Tree? You got to right. look at it though. You know. Yeah, if you, if you yeah. open it up every time and go, God, that looks like shit. <laughs> yeah, I, mean, I dude, it's so bad. Like that's got one in it. That's got one in it. Like I, you know, yeah. I can't complain too much, but they're ugly. <laughs> I'm a very like is I'm so like on the fence of it in between. Like I'm way more like if it works, it works. But God, I want it to look good. If you can, if like, you can help it, <laughs> you can not look like. Yeah, it could be the ugliest thing in the world if it works. It works for me. Like that's yeah, and that, mostly yeah, because uh, I'm yeah. the only one in my room. Like I'm not sh like I don't have people in there. I'm not showing people stuff. It's like even if I did, uh, I'd be it's, like, it's for me. It's for me <laughs> and being like it satisfies me. That's why if I find a hide that works really well, I want to put it in every single fucking tub so everyone is the same. You know, I want the same water dishes, the same highs, the same perches because I like I like unity. I have yet it, to find a better Ideally, yes. It satisfies. Forget me. that we all stand on the shoulders of people that lived and died by Tupperware containers. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. Right. So this is another thing talking about hides. Trend. Talking about yes, my camping chair. Talking talking about hides. Um, the best hides I have found recently are these little things that you can get at Target. It's made Anybody by driving to Target here? Bright Room. Yeah, I know it sucks, but if you have a Target, they have these little Bright Room. They're like just like little containers that you put put stuff in. Oh, you yeah. flip those things over and put a hole in it, and it is a perfect hide. And guess what? They come in three different sizes. This is the medium. They have really how tiny expensive, ones. How expensive are those? This pack is two fifty. That's not bad. That's not no, bad. not at all. So you can get a. You They've got some cool little water bowls that I think are made by that company as well, and they're like, yeah, like you know, you could probably get those on the website, huh? Yeah. These are yeah, probably because I get them. You can get the really. I don't. Oh yeah, I do have some of the tiny ones. So they have, reference the target here is like a 45 minute drive for me. Yes. So they have these really itty bitty ones. You can get a four pack for they're like 250. No, they're not. They fit in the black box tubs. Those are too tall. No, they're not. They are. They're, they're perfect. They, I have so many of them. You can get a four pack on there for 250. The medium size, you can get a three pack for the same price. And the bigger ones that I have my big rat snakes in right now, are also two fifty, and you get a two pack. You can't beat it, man. Like Goldilocks so, hides from Target. Every time, my girlfriend loves Target, so whenever we go to Bluffton, we always go in. And every time I go in, I buy. What white girl doesn't love Target. Exactly. So every time we go, I buy a stack of every size just to it's have some on him. Fancy. Like every time I get drug into Home Goods, they have these little glass bowl thing, like sleeves of like glass bowls of different sizes. With lids, like the mm -hmm. glass Tupperware thing, like those, lids work, those lids work great for all kinds of things, and those glass bowls are great, and they're dirt cheap for like a sleeve of them. And I always get a couple of those. With dry oh yeah. Me but, for water bowls, I'm just so on the 
the plastic little they're basically shipping cups i get them without the lids or at least i got them without the lids and i bought a million of them and i just wash them in the dishwasher pull them out put a new one in and did it you, is the best thing i ever did some of those cardboard wine shipper things that clinton yes. jen had have you bought have, some of those dude and i love them i haven't used any of them oh yet my god because great. they've been chilling I'm going to use them when I enact the XR55 rack. I they really like going that to go hard compressed yeah. cardboard for high. Yeah, stuff it works great. So well. I'll tell you what I've gone nuts with lately is that black corrugated like drain pipe. Yeah. Stuff, yeah. Dude. Like, Pain I've in got the like ass a to clean. Huh? Pain in the ass to clean. Yes, but <laughs> 10 feet of it is $10 or so. <laughs> and if you got something to cut it with, well, you can make it whatever yes. size you want too, which is nice. Oh yeah, no, like I've got like a ton of different sizes. You can cut it like into thirds or halves if you need a bigger dome or a little small, more flat mm -hmm. fitting thing. Like a lot of hatchlings have just like a little small, like turtle shelly looking piece of that in there. Like that stuff's great, man. Yeah, yeah like, that stuff works great. And you also use it for arboreal hides, don't you? I do, and uh, it's it's wonderful. Unless you want to ever see your uh, baby rat snake, <laughs> uh, I have to coax them out there. You know, you know how like Skyler from Hail Scales, uh, he always likes to post the videos of him uh, coaxing his monitors out. You know, like onto his thigh and stuff. Mm -hmm. That's what I feel like trying to get these baby rat snakes out of their arboreal hides. I have to like do one of those and be like, like come on, come on. Like, it, oh. he's going to see them. Because otherwise, they just live in there. Like, I right. literally will pull entire shed skins out of there and, like, I just, they live in there. Yeah. I, I mean, enough where I can't get them out. So, it, uh, is was, it not, is it too small to, like, get a hook in there and just kind of, I mean, I could get, like, something and, like, prod them out the other side, but that's just, you know, very, very rude. Uh, <laughs> I have done it. Honestly, what I've also done is if I really need to get one out, I've had to, like, because I have them zip tied to the top of the uh like through tiny holes drilled in the lid of the, these, yeah. these gasket tubs and so uh, sometimes i just get fed up and i just cut the zip ties and then I yeah redo it and you gotta, like thread it through like it was it's the mark one you know it's not <laughs> i've thought about at it but i've thought about doing that with like the bigger rat snakes and putting like a chunk of it and then zip tying it to the side like leaving it as a circle but instead my, of on the lid, put it to the side and let them use my golf hammock uh, in the uh, living room has a big, a couple of big crossing branches, you know, in there, like, mm -hmm. like you do, you put the big diagonal chunk of wood in you know, there, but it, it, and it's like a big X shape. And I have a, a whole piece of that stuff uh, run between those two. That's just zip tied to it. And he uses the top of it as a basking thing. Cause I got a light on him. Just yeah. because what's the point of putting a rat snake in an arboreal cage to give them belly heat? You, you want to see him out right. laying across something, being all cool. But yeah, he, he uses that hide. He uses it as basking like all the time. He, he falls off it sometimes because he's dumb. <laughs> we love him anyway. But no, it, that was a, he gets the seal of approval. What do you use to cut that stuff? Because that was my biggest issue. Is I tried like melting it like with my soldering iron going in a circle. That takes way too long. You could probably get like I used stuff, a but I tried I to use a PVC saw also, and that was a like hack saw, yeah, you can probably yeah. get tired before that was worth yeah. it. No, I have a I have I have a kind of a power tool junkie. I've got these one of those little uh Makita 
oscillator. I'm a brand whore for Makita also. But uh, um, I've got a little oscillating, like, multi-tool thing. Okay. And it's just – it's the number one thing for a lot of what I do. I can cut perches to size with it. I can, you know, you know, you can cut a little entrance to, like, a hide with it. You can cut anything. They're, they're is that one. is that the one you sent me a while back? Yes, yeah, that's okay. it's like a little you know a little side to side oscillator. Yeah, thing, it like kind of just a chisel blade thing that you yeah. just like you can plunge into stuff. And yeah, no, it makes really short work of anything, especially that like any kind of plastic stuff. Like it's probably my most used like tool for a lot of like the little. I need to. I need to. It's used more for this than for like one of those. construction. Yeah, I need to buy. I need. I need to start to buy one of those. They make corded ones, like you know. I just I got that one because I've already got a bunch of other like stuff that runs off those batteries. You already have the batteries for it. <laughs> oh, dude, yeah, I've got too much of that crap. Like I've got. Yeah, I'm surprised I don't have the Makita coffee maker, but I'm not that, <laughs> not that far gone yet. I'm not that far gone. <laughs> yeah, I hear you. Plus, that's what white masters are for. Luckily, with all the hides that I do, that plastic, um, the ones I just showed on yeah. your, you know, the Bright Room, whatever from Target, those are actually really, really easy to cut with a um, a razor blade. Okay, like they, it's super. It's really, it's pliable plastic. Like it moves. It works really good as a hide, but it's soft enough that you can just take a razor blade and make a couple cuts. And you know, I made several in a matter of minutes. So it's you probably just like score it and then kind of like tap it and get it to like pop. You don't even have to do that. I just cut straight through it. Like it's it's super easy. Um, so I I cut I cut the width of it, you know, as high as I want to. Then I pull up the piece and then just cut it across the top there, and it's makes quick work out of anything. And I keep razor blades in here all the time. Keeps you from having to burn holes and things because that's yes. It never goes as well as you think it's going to go. No, I have oh, burned burn a neat hole in this thing. Oh God! And then yeah, it, it, yeah, I've yeah. burned. So in like a lot of my humid hides, like to, I don't like cutting stuff because it leaves like a sharper edge. So I've used my soldering iron to just actually burn like a whole hole that a snake could fit into. Mm -hmm. But it takes so fucking long. It doesn't I've, matter. Get a lot of doing. I did a lot of air holes with my soldering iron for a long time. And then I eventually just, I couldn't take it anymore. So I started, I went back to drilling them and I just made yeah. sure that I come back and kind of like hit it with something to knock the burrs off of it to where it's not like blown out where, you know, cause I mean, it does, it looks bad. And you, I, 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 what I always tell myself is these things live in 10 piles as often as they don't. <laughs> so I feel like the little burrs on the air holes aren't going to really bother. Right. Me. Still, for me, I, I try to make sure they're all. I I won't do a drill, man. I used to. I broke so many twenty dollar tubs. A tub, yeah. That it's not even funny. What I've been waiting to do, and this is you know a shout out to Clint from uh, Metazotics. He took like five, six soldering irons, Made and he wedged them between yeah. two <laughs> boards and got the clips. And then you just pew pew, you know, and that's that's. that's awesome. Yeah. That's what I want to do. I'm smarter, to do not that. harder. Yes. You can get 
these storage trays, the Brightroom ones, on Target.com, but it does not look like you can get them shipped. You can get them for pickup. Uh, that looks well, like it. That's still useful because there's nothing quite like driving to Target for some gasket tubs. And yes, gasket tubs. tubs. There's only two places in this county I can get gasket tubs. It is Target and Staples. Staples is actually here in town. I yeah, went Target. to Staples after you told Staples. me to, and I actually got one of those gigantic ones. I yeah. Cool, I couldn't find them anywhere. Yeah, Staples sells them. That's the place I get them because they're in town. But Target's the only other place. Dude, I, I'm not going to lie. I'm a, I'm a white girl when it comes to Target. I love Target. Dude, they, there's, not, they, there's a Starbucks in there, man. How could you Yeah. I mean, I don't drink coffee. It's but... just a beacon for peak Caucasian. <laughs> yes. I wish Target was closer, but I make special trips to Target. I find other excuses. Basically, when I have to pick up or ship snakes, I always stop at Target on the way back because I have to go to Hilton Head to do that, and that's going past Target. So anytime, anytime I do that, I roll through Target and get a few things because uh... – the only good thing about Target is they sell more sizes of those gasket tubs. Yes, that is one. They have they have the short ones. Sell the big ones. Okay, tangent for a minute. Well, not really. It's about about tubs. These ones I just showed you earlier. These little you know classic Sterilites that we all know and love, right? These little like what are they like? You know, they are. They at Target they sell. Something that's the same footprint, but half the height. And I was like, that's interesting. And they're four times as expensive. Oh, God. Why not? You know? I don't understand. Those things are like two and a half to three bucks a piece. These things were like seven, which I, which I realize is not four times as expensive, but like you get the idea. Yeah. Close enough. Yeah, I know. It was for me. I didn't get them. I'm, I'm team Dollar Tree, man. Oh yeah, no. Like if, if it wasn't the fact that I like built these little, you know, redneck racks to fit these tubs, I'd probably Dollar Tree it as well. Well, see, Dollar Tree is only good for like baby snakes. Like you can't. There's they don't sell Dollar Tree does not sell tubs that can fit adult snakes. You buy them out of Christmas tree tubs. Yes, <laughs> like you're not you're not getting those from Dollar Tree. But you know. But with that said, like I would. At first, I was going with the um, the Lowe's hefty tubs, you know, to house a lot of stuff. But then these gasket tubs are the same exact price. There you go. Those gasket tubs are the same exact price as the hefty ones from Lowe's. And the gasket ones are better. They're you know, one of the coolest things I ever saw done with those Christmas tree tubs. And I can't remember who it was on Instagram. Uh, but yeah, anyway, that's. Oh, yeah. Like a little oscillator. Yeah, yeah. You, you use that to cut the the yeah. HPE pipe. Yeah. Oh yeah. Right. Works great. Like butter. But no, one of the coolest things I've ever seen done with those Christmas tree tubs is somebody had uh somebody made a big homemade rack for uh, black milks out of them, like big full grown like you know six and a half foot black milks, and they were like long way pulled out uh, Christmas tree tubs, and like it was sweet. I was like, that's the best, like, you know, because, you know, those things are kind of flimsy when you get them, like, to be that long, but, like, yeah, with, with a well-supported rack, like, that was cool. I was like, okay, that, I see how that can be done now. Yeah. Like, yeah if anybody remembers who that was, I'd, I'd like, I can't for the life of me remember who that was, but that was sweet. 
I would love, dude. I would, you know, for Pitchu Opus, I would love Christmas tree. That'd tubs. be great for those. Yeah. Yeah. They're either Christmas tree tubs or like FB 90s. I need, 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 need an FB 90 rack for my adult pits, man. Like it's. If I ever, if I ever get some time, I'm, I'm going to try and build some racks. Uh, I want to buy some black box stuff, but I really want to do like a little, a little bit different of a V70 rack that I will actually attempt to build myself. And if that goes well and I don't like discourage myself too much, I will, uh, I'll definitely, I'd love to do one of those boa tub racks. Cause that would be a lot of fun. Be yeah. a lot, be a lot of useful. Yeah. They, so black box, when Justin and I were there last, they actually had, one of the vision boa tubs. I know you'd mentioned that you'd been talking, you it's guys big. been talking their ear about it. Yeah. Well, I, the boa tub is almost too much. Like it would take up, dude, those, those tubs were. Well, I thought that's what the, uh, the FB one that you were talking FB about. FB 90s. Yeah. A little bit smaller. That'd be not, not, not a wide. real boa tub. Okay. Yeah. I'm, that's what yeah. I was calling that. I the, was probably. The boa tub from vision is close to twice the size of it and like it would be good it would be good for like big boas like carpets and stuff you know but as far as pits go fb90 is great it's basically an fb90 is basically a v70 side by side you know it's it's twice the the width of a v70 which is would be absolutely perfect that's perfect Um, yeah but those are boas jake yeah whatever but those depends on which facebook group you're in those vision boa tubs are ridiculously big like don't get me wrong i would love to put some pits in them i could probably fit in one hell they might like freak out in them you never know i mean yeah i mean they are they're longer than a v70 they're like two and a half v70s wide they are huge i get why people use them for boas i get why they call it a boa tub now because that is the biggest fucking tub I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. I, for whatever reason, I thought there. I forget there's an in between there. Yeah, the FB90 is not quite, not quite as big. If I was going, if I would, I would get the the Freedom Breeder ARS tubs that are really long and slide from the side. You know yeah, what I'm talking yeah, about? The yeah, ones yeah. that put like Burmese pythons in and shit, which yeah. is horrible. I don't think you should do that but people do it. And, um, but you know what I'm talking about? I would get those way before I got one of those boa tubs because like, that's like a, from the side, pull it out type of shit. You know, those boa tubs are just so big and bulky and they're just, I bet they eat up a room too, you know, like having to have to pull them out and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. It would kill a room, you know, like at least with the side by side tubs, they would be more like a four by two, you know, cage, except, yeah, it doesn't take any more room to actually utilize than a V70. It's just wider, right? Sideways, essentially. Yeah. That's cool. That's I would love, I would love some of those, but good lord, those racks are thousands of dollars. And your boy ain't got that. So but no, FB90s are where I'm at for like adult pits. I would absolutely love to have an FB90 rack. Um but if black box isn't going to make one, I hope they do. But if they're not, I'm already trying to save towards getting one. Yeah. Very, very badly. But 
I work at a cabinet shop, but I'm also lazy. <laughs> Not lazy, busy. I'll, I'll give myself that. But it would be cool. Yeah. No. I wanted I've to told you, I've told you before, the second you want to make one, I'll drive down there for a weekend. Well, help you no, I've, I've always thought it would be cool to put some sort of lighting inside a rack system like that, even if it was just like up the sides, like one little strip of like, like a little LED light strip or something, you know, like yeah. where it doesn't even actually touch the tubs. And you could put that on like a dimmer to where if you wanted to walk in there and like, you know, sort of like crank it up a little bit and like, like ramp it up and look at all your snakes and go, okay. And just ramp it back down and walk out. Like I thought that would be neat. Yeah. No. Um. Do you know? Do you know Kyle with uh, Mojo Herpeticulture? He does. So. Um. He's a pretty handy guy, and he actually did that. He oh put, really? Yeah. He put lights in the corner of his racks. He used like Cambro tubs, I believe, so they're super yeah. clear. Yeah. I was gonna say light. it better be something that's not super opaque, and otherwise, yeah. He, he did that in one of his racks that he built. And it was one of those that could like change. He put LEDs in that could change colors and stuff. Yeah. And it, it was really, really. Are we lighting the tubs or are we having a rave? Right. But uh, you never know. What if that's how he gets some obscure species to breed? Like you got to hit them with freaking strobes. Hit them with the strobes. Yeah. You should, uh, but if you're really interested in doing that, you should hit, you should hit him up, dude. Which number one, you should hit him hit him up either way. If anybody listening doesn't know Kyle from Mojo Herpeticulture, you absolutely should. Um, he's a really really good guy. He actually just produced his first clutch of conjurers. They just hatched, and um, he's a super cool guy. I met him back at the very first carpet fest we had, and um, he's one of my favorite people in the hobby. He's a fantastic dude. So definitely hit him up. But if you are Harry, if you want to know more about the lighting and how he did it, you should do following him right now. I knew I used my laptop for this for a reason. <laughs> yeah. Technology. He's, a, he's a cool guy. I love that dude. But, so you yeah, guys been, are nice. On yeah. a different note, you guys have been doing more herping than me lately. Jake has. I wouldn't even say I've been doing more. Mm -hmm. I went Last, been finding cool yeah. stuff though i went two weeks ago and i found my first not my first but i found a south carolina a dor south carolina pygmy which i have not seen in probably seven years i, I did not realize year. it was dor i must not have looked at the picture very closely yeah that was that sucks it's so cool that like you know they're there now you know yeah so. I was yelling. Like, I was so angry. I was yelling in this road, like threw my hook on the ground. <laughs> like couldn't even look at it, dude. I was, I was so upset. Cause like, I've seen a ton of pygmies in Florida, like, you know, but yeah. we went to, does. I think it was back in like 2015, maybe 16. I went road cruising with a buddy in a very specific spot in South Carolina. And we found, two pygmies and it was just like amazing you know and those I things look not, cool too man like that's that's that, those things look really cool like yeah yeah <laughs> and, that, and this was dude this was the biggest pygmy i've ever seen like as far as like lengthwise i would probably give it like two and a half foot God. 
like it was a monster pygmy like it, it was i've like i said when i went to florida i saw this was years ago but i probably saw 20 to 30 pygmies in a weekend yeah not one of them touched as big as this thing was and I see a lot of pygmies. Not, I don't see many that are that you know near that size. Like yeah, uh, this Phil thing was, Phil Wolf has a really good picture of a big one he found last year, but like that might be that big. But I've, I've never seen. I see the little quarter sized ones more than I see anything. Yeah, yeah, and that was the majority that, that I so found. Bad. Yeah, this was this thing was two yeah. two two and a half foot, dude. It was a monster. I don't. It's literally the biggest pygmy I think I've ever seen. It was a really big female and it was like freshly dead. Like we passed a big, we were on these back roads. I don't know why this big tow truck was on this road. I don't know if it's his GPS took him down this road for whatever fucking reason, but it did. And we passed it and not a hundred yards after we passed it, I stopped and I was like, Oh, I think it's a DOR. And I jumped out and it was just this, absolute dump truck of a big <sighs> and i just i dude i <laughs> i lost it I was with a buddy of mine and he was like dude are you good and i was like not really i like, will be give me a second <laughs> yeah just let, I, me, let me mourn damn it yeah <laughs> and it sucked because right before that we actually found so we only found two snakes on the night which kind of sucked but it was cool because I found a baby cane break, and that was my only cane break this year. And that was cool because I hadn't gone herping as much as I wanted to. This year. Um, but I found my, I finally found a cane break for the year, which was great. Very, very pretty. It was a baby. And then right after that was that pygmy dude. And I mean, like, it was so freshly dead, it was still moving. Like, its, oh, back, end, it's back end was still, like, kind of twitching and shit. Oh, man. I just... I was like, if we would have gotten out here five, he five minutes early, five minutes earlier, we probably would have found this big. Like, and I just, oh my god, dude, it was destruction. But you got a spot out of it. Yeah. So in that, and that was the good thing. Like that told me they were there, and being that that thing was so big, that kind of tells me that populations probably this, at least semi this time of year yeah there's probably you know yeah yeah and now it, it was a cooler night so i was like man these uh these these rattlesnakes are liking this uh this cooler weather a little bit so i, I want to get back out there but it's been like extra cold here recently like 50 50 something yeah, it's, it's been a bit chilly here i'm surprised i've even seen anything because i'm lucky enough that I haven't really been able to hurt much, but the uh, you know neighborhood that I grew up in that I spend a lot of time going to and from now, uh, you know, my mom's been sick, been out there kind of helping out with her and stuff. I'm fortunate enough to that neighborhood and that you know that area is just loaded with all kinds of cool stuff, and I've been kind of it's been kind of feeding me a few things here and there when I haven't been able to necessarily go herping, so that's been pretty cool. Yeah cruising some pretty rat snakes i found that little uh stir area that little i think that's only the second or third red belly i've even seen like to be honest with you like i don't think i don't think they're super common here if they are i just don't tend to find them i think it's more like they're hard to find man dude like, i literally like looked down as i was walking by an ant bed and was like oh 
Yeah. They're such a small fossorial species that they're me and Chris Montross found one when he was, well, I mean, Chris flipped it, but um, we just happened to stop at this uh, piece of PVC that was on the, you know, uh, side of the road. And um, we are AC, not PVC, AC and um, flipped it over. And um, sure enough, there's a little red belly under it. And that was the first one I've seen in years. Like it's it's been a long time. But yeah, you know, I, mean, I may have seen some. I may have found more when I was like a you know preteen running around through the woods flipping logs. You know, like yeah, not really thinking about what I found. But like yeah, as somebody who's keeping track, that's one of only a few that I think of. Uh, there's oh, one. Wah wah. You Finally, found a so. Yeah, that was uh. That was really cool. That's yeah. That was that was. I know that's been a minute, but I was. That was it. Was cool hearing about that. I, as a Floridian, I live thirty minutes away from one of the only spots in the state that you can find them, and I haven't seen one in probably a decade. Yeah, it blows I my mind too that places. I just don't go. Like I, I, I go there enough to like. Maybe if I get lucky, I'll find one, but I don't hit right. it. Like you know, it's just there are other things to do, but like. Man, copperheads are cool, and like they I are. To first, for as somebody who doesn't ever get to play with, last one I saw, I literally almost stepped on while uh, hiking uh, with Terea State Park, which is about an hour from here, which is another really cool place out this way. You got their own species of trapdoor spider out there. Oh, that's cool. Oh yeah, the. Uh... I found the older the older I get, the more I appreciate copperheads in particular. You know, it's just uh, you see them in the well, there's the variation we have here too between the ones in the very you know the, the varying levels of pink and things like that, and it's just it's a cool little species, man. Like they're nothing nothing super sexy, nothing super exciting, but they're like I can't help but stare at them for a few minutes usually when i come across them just... well something something that kind of changed how i look at you know like more common species is uh i heard them called successful instead of just like you know diamond like you know you think of them in terms of just being successful you know like like cotton mouse down here you know like, it's very easy to cons you know a lot of people just right. consider them, you know bycatch or like borderline nuisance you know depending on if you're a herper or not but like Think of them as being successful, you know. Yeah. And it garners it, 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 it a little respect, you know. Like it, mm -hmm. they, they do really well, and that's why there's so many of them. And you know, that's you know, that's that's kind of cool in its own way, you know. Even if you're not excited because you're looking for something else, you know. Yeah, and I mean, everywhere is going to have sort of that that one species where it's like, okay, like this isn't what we're here for, but we're going to see it, you know. And for for me, like that's that's racers, you know. Racers are everywhere here. Um, Oh yeah, and like the species that I never get to to see is is coral snakes, and so it's like you talk to guys like hey. KJ and some of them that do a lot of herping and stuff, and they find corals all the time. So that's like their racer. That's like okay, yeah, it's they, cool. they find a lot of cool stuff all the yeah. time. So everywhere's got their got their one thing they don't particularly like. They're not there to find. It doesn't get them particularly excited, but no. The, you know, there's someone else somewhere that would that would love to see. Oh yeah, that would kill to see copperheads. You know, it's like you may find them all the time. But... Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. That's why, like, 
her being you know, sorry by the way it turns out my sur surge protector switch was not turned on um so my phone was not charging this entire time wow. um, but that's what i loved about herping with uh matthew palmer from herp talk radio he he just recently moved down here and um i took him herping like the first week he was here we found copperheads and he was just geeking out over these copperheads you know and it's just like it just made me happy, man. But like, you know, I see copperheads like that's like the common. If you're going to go road cruising certain areas that I've got, you're almost guaranteed a copperhead. Um, you know, if nothing else, you're probably going to find a copperhead. And, um, you know, he just loved seeing these things so much. It's just, it just made me so happy. Like, oh, man, like. Yeah. Uh, it, it reinvigorates you. It makes you look yeah. at things that you kind of consider bycatch as not being bycatch. When, like, right. Well, like I, uh, Anthony Seda, who who just moved down to Savannah from up north, uh, him and his girlfriend went out to Donnelly, and they he saw a copperhead, and like he, I know he tagged you, and he tagged me in it too. But you know, having the same thing as as what Palmer sort of went through with not seeing one and then seeing one and. It's just cool, like it. You for even if it's something you see on a regular basis, to see someone else see it for the first time is is. Oh yeah, that, a little it recharges pump. you, man. Yeah. Like watching somebody get a lifer mm -hmm. is just like getting one. You know, it's cool, yeah. and you know it, that goes both ways. I mean, you know, that, like watching somebody get this the big stoke from mm -hmm. pick getting hands on or you know. You know, eyes on something they've never seen before. That's, it was the uh, it was the same with Justin Olson when he and I went out to that Pinkney Wildlife Refuge. You know, and we were walking, and I just happened to look down to my right, and there was a, a an adult copperhead just curled up right there on the side of the the trail there, and you know, in broad daylight. And I, you know, that's the first one he had seen because he came from Minnesota, where they don't really have any of that stuff. So he's getting to see like yellow rats and racers and you know copperheads and things like that you know for the for the first time really in the in the wild and it's really cool like he, he was all about that copperhead man it wasn't even in terms of like others that i've seen around like it wasn't even really a, a quote-unquote pretty one um just didn't have the pinks and stuff to it that a lot of the other ones do it was much more of a yellow color Hush. yeah that's Jake. one thing that's one thing i really try not to do though is i try not to get stagnant with the things that we have here, I get excited about anything, you know, like if I'm rogue out and take pictures of every pygmy that yeah. I find, and I've probably I, like yeah. missed some cooler stuff because of that, but I don't care. Like, yeah, I, I, same way. I every single copperhead I see, I take a picture of it. You know, it's one thing if I'm road cruising and I just cruise my 10th copperhead for the night, it's like, all right, take away picture. Let's, let's yeah, get, get off. Nature, the road. Get off the road, but like, yeah, you know, but I really, I hate the term bycatch. Like, I, I really, really hate that because, like, as Harpers, like, we should be grateful for anything and everything we see, even if it's I've been lot. skunked enough to, yeah, you know, not, yeah. <laughs> to not want to think that way. Yeah, there's been nights that I would give anything just to see a copperhead so I could say I went, I found something. What, the first, uh, first couple of times you go and it's not quite the right weather yet like and you're like i'm gonna go i think it'll be okay and you don't see anything and you're like oh man i would kill for like you know some 
cold weather nature scene or something, some kind like, you know, like an erodia comes the first neurodia of the year comes across your path or like the first, you know, rat snake after you haven't been able to herp in a couple of months. And you're like, oh. yeah, like, there's a couple of days leading up to that when you would just kill for anything like, yeah, that kind of shoots the whole idea of bycatch in the head for me sometimes. Yeah. yeah, that's why, like, I really just hate the term because, like, you know, we should be grateful we get to see any of these things, you know, because there's some places you really don't see snakes ever. You know, they might have snakes, but they're extremely hard to find. You know, there's only a very small window to find them. And No, I also think, you know, like, this is, this is when you're herping someplace that's easy for you to get to. I, I understand it a little more if you're, like, destination herping, so to speak. Like if you, if you go, I mean, and obviously then you're probably going to be finding a lot more stuff that you've never seen before anyway. So nothing at that rate is bycatch, but like, I guess if you've got a, you know, target species is a little more important if you're like, you know, off your home turf, I guess. But right. Yeah. No, if I'm like in Florida, oh no, I want to find a coach whip or a diamondback or whatever. If I see a black racer, I'm not going to go diving in the bush to try and grab it, you know. But an Erodia. Yeah, but an Erodia, yeah, all day, every day. That don't matter. That don't matter where I'm at. He's got, he's got a reputation to uphold. I don't care if I've seen a million of them. I'm grabbing every single Erodia I can, my guy. Look at what came in the mail. Oh, we got mail? My package that, that got refused in France. Oh, uh, hey. uh, and my decals. These are larges. Oh, and an XL. This is this is the package that that made me decide to not do international shipping because my we no longer offer international shipping. Yeah, because because of these, we can't have because of the French. Because we can't have <laughs> nice things. They were upset that they had to pay tax in their country when their package showed up and they don't know why they had to pay tax. And it's like, I don't, I don't care if they are. It's crap. Like, I don't know either. I don't live there. <laughs> yeah. It was, it was, I don't, I don't know. I'm bitter about it. It was really irritating because they were all in a hurry to get their shirts. They're like, when are you going to ship them? When are you going to ship them? They get them. And they're like, the postman wanted 20 euro. I'm like, okay, postman was probably trying to hustle you or something, man. I don't know how it works. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, how do, do they do they vet their mailman over there? Or like, yeah, is this guy just like, hey, <laughs> like shaking him down? They were like, I refused it. And I'm like, why? And then they started a PayPal claim, like immediately. Didn't even tell me about it. Like, couldn't even just refund them before they did that. And so now PayPal's been like hovering over me. Did you like lose a star over it or some? No, like then they're like. We need to make sure we need to verify all these transactions and make sure you're you're real. So you gotta like send a picture of your ID. You gotta just, just take a selfie. You gotta provide tracking numbers for like ten different orders that they pick at random and like all kinds of just really really irritating stuff. I'm like that dude didn't want to pay for it, and so you've got to jump through. Here. Yeah, they were like, I didn't have twenty euro to pay him, so I had to refuse it. And I'm like, fucking really. really? And they were like, I buy stuff international all the time, and I've never had to pay tax. And I'm like, mm, I doubt that. Sounds made up. And I was like, if you got it from those other companies, it must be nice because they must like giving away stuff for free. Because yeah, I don't know enough about that to 
know whether it's BS or not, but well, I asked Trey about it at, at Cold Blooded Caffeine again because I was like, "Is this normal?" And he's like, "The them paying taxes upon receipt, like when they get an international order, isn't anything new." And he's like, "The fact that it was twenty euros seems a little high, but other than that, he's like, that shouldn't be." That's nothing new. Like, there's nothing about that that should be surprising. Because at first, I thought maybe I had done something wrong, like in the way I set it up or something. And uh, I don't know. Yeah, man, I'm 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 bitter about it. Well, now you have a shirt that's literally been like overseas and back. Yeah, yeah I was all like, "Oh, I got my first international order. This is cool." And I was like, "There it goes." And now I'm like paranoid because it's like, if this is what I'm gonna have to deal with on a regular basis, then I'm not gonna do it. Not worth it. Yeah. What shirts were they? Uh, Rhino Rat shirt, and then ironically, a, a U.S. Ganya Soma Alliance shirt. <laughs> <laughs> That's why. Yeah, I was like, whatever. Yeah, I was like, I don't know what the hell a Ganyasoma is, but this guy's got to pay taxes on this bastard. <laughs> this says U.S. on it. You're paying 20 years. I don't know. I mean, I guess like their postmen. There's a fee. Just show up with like a card reader or something and like a likeness pay fee. them direct. I don't, I don't know. It's the whole concept's weird to me, but yeah, that's weird. Ugh. And all that time trying to get the international thing figured out and making sure I'm doing it right. You get my pee pee slapped on the very first order. Just say, hey, we now offer it. We, we offer uh, international shipping to anywhere except France. France. <laughs> <laughs> You've lost your privileges. The fine print. <laughs> no, I mean, if I'm going to open it up again, I'm sure, but I'm basically, I'm going to put a, in giant bold red letters like expect to pay tax. Make sure you know your shipping laws in your country. <laughs> I'm in America. I already pay enough in taxes. I'm not paying yours too. <laughs> Put that on a shirt. Yeah, I was but, really, really irritated that whole thing. Harry, I think uh, I think Justin and I need to. At least I am, Justin. Whether you do it or not, I know you've been talking about it. But we need to plan a herping trip out to you next spring. Come on. If uh, you will, if you will have mid December, let's do it. You will, if you will have us for a weekend. Mid December is going to be. Ass. Herping doesn't quit here. You just got to go a little deeper in the. Got to look harder. Piles. Wow, I'm not. Sometimes not even, man. I'm trying to road cruise and find a bunch of fucking pygmies. So. Uh, yeah, spring. Uh, springish. Uh, Excuse me. I want to. I want some. I want to own some. I so think you close. should own some. So I will again. I will again. Through you. Because there's no way that I am going through all of those hoops. I'm just <laughs> I'd be I'd be content with like two pygmies. I think I that would scratch six. my itch. I want about six, but I'll just you know compromise and have zero. Like I say, when I have an outbuilding since South Carolina is a lawless wasteland. Once I have an outbuilding the best kind of wasteland. Yes, I'm going to have a just one of every venomous snake in South Carolina other than the coral because I'm not dealing with that. 
Uh, oh, dude, that'd be that'd be the coolest one. You'd yeah. Never see it. it. It would be. It would be cool. But uh, you did, and you'd be like, "Oh my god, it's out!" You oh, know what? We I'm, had I'm, one at the at the Nature Center, and it was out more than you would expect. I'm pretty sure we uh, the Jacksonville Zoo has one, and they do. I've, I've seen it out more times than not. They, they also doesn't, doesn't exactly have like a ton of hiding options. So. No. It'd be, yeah, it was out last time when I was there. Yeah, they also had a random pine snake in with like six EDVs. Yeah. It was <laughs> kind of funny. Like, it was like, it, no no, no plaque for it. It was like the Eastern Diamondback <laughs> Rattlesnake. And it was like, it's like a 30 foot enclosure, badass enclosure, like, you know, with like four or five EDVs in it. And I was like, wait a damn minute. This <laughs> is not like the other. Big ass pine snake in there, just chill. Like it didn't look like he was having a bad time or anything. But like, like what? Like, are you? Are you? Is your enclosure being cleaned, or do we need to call lens crafters? <laughs> Someone blind. Yeah, that would honestly be like a pretty cool enclosure, though. If you have like a really big. There was one. also about a hundred southern toads in there, just like bebopping or Yeah, I don't know either, man. But like, it was cool. <laughs> That was like, well, look, you want to see nature? We gave you like, nature. Shut up. Dude, this is literally like <laughs> drive 20 minutes in any direction out of any major city in Florida, and this is what you'll see. <laughs> now, now go home. <laughs> You've seen everything Florida has to offer. Now leave. Toads and rattlesnakes and sand. Yeah, go back to where you came from. <laughs> I would kill to see an EDB in the wild, man. Like, I've seen them in the wild, but I haven't found them naturally in the wild so i don't count it but i fuck it i need it man this year it. was the first Perfect. year in a long probably ever time that i've got even two in one year and i i, I did a whole lot more herping earlier in the season but like i lucked out and cruised the little one uh springish and then me and a uh my Local buddy Nick, he's awesome. Uh, Nick Horton, he's a does uh, blah, 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 does uh, like all kinds of uh, like animal education around here and stuff. Also a really talented uh, photographer and herper. But uh, yeah, he got. I was with him when he got his lifer uh, a little while ago, a uh, month or two, and that was awesome. And it was also like a straight up like five and a half foot. I was about to say, wasn't that thing a fucking dump truck too? Absolute dump truck. Like, you know, like four inches of rattles. Like just oh, oh god, dude. I would oh, I would do so many illegal things to find. Like it. a freaking subwoofer sitting on the middle of the damn road. <laughs> like That's oh funny. yeah. No, that like it that that never gets old, mainly because I don't I'm not lucky enough to find them enough for it to get old. And I'm, I'm grateful for that. And obviously I wish there were more, but you know, it's nice to, you know, nice to yeah. find. That would be one of the snakes. I could find one every day and it would not get old. No. Yeah. Like, That's like dude, I like if you get tired of finding rattlesnakes in general. You just, just take a break from it. Cause like, you're, you're, you're I feel like it. the Eastern diamondback is like the, I mean, it's the epiphany of pit vipers in the U.S., in my opinion. I mean, it's like, what, the third largest viper in the world, right? Something like that. Largest one, largest one on the damn, in, on this 
Yeah, it's the largest in the U.S., but I'm pretty sure it's... I don't know. Let me get Mean's book because he has an obscure stat where it's like the largest terrestrial cold-flooded vertebrate like or something like that. And it's like, oh, it kind of, you know... Yeah. I know it's I know it's the largest pit viper in the U.S. I'm pretty sure it's either third or fifth in the world. I can't remember. But uh, I know I think there's the Bushmasters and the Fertilons. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, Bushmasters um, kind of trump everything on that. Yeah, those are the longest vipers in the world. But as far as vipers, I'm pretty sure EDBs have number three, if I remember correctly. Which I mean, like if you consider the world, the world that's uh, that's incredibly impressive, and the fact that we have them just here in the southeast is, I mean. Doesn't get much better than that. It's literally a thigh with venom. Yeah. Just like crawling through the <laughs> yeah. crawling Dude, through the bushes. It makes me so sad because I work I've got a buddy that is in, you know, one of the guys I work with currently, you know, he's an older gentleman. He was in surveying, you know, you know, 30, 40 years ago. And another buddy of mine who I used to work with, but he's a current surveyor and he's been a surveyor his entire life. And they both tell me stories about how, you know, 20 years ago, it, wherever you were, if it was along the coast, I mean, obviously we're on the coast, but if you're like along the water where it's a lot sandier, he's like, you could find diamondbacks everywhere. Like there was, there was no shortage, you know, my, my coworker likes to tell me a story. He found two of them that were like five, six feet long and he brought them home and left him outside in this massive outdoor cage and you know tried to feed him and all this stuff and it was just i thought this was america yeah right yeah no. and he had him it was fine he ended up giving him to somebody else i don't remember you know the whole story behind it but you know it's like they could find you know my other buddy he he talked tells me all the time about like six plus foot eastern diamondbacks that he would find just hanging out while he was surveying you know, some really rural parts, but that's the thing. He was surveying for development and yeah, that, that's the that. problem. <laughs> like, <laughs> um, I, I live, I grew up uh, probably 20 minutes away from the uh, um, Calvary rattlesnake roundup. I think it was in Calvary. Maybe that's where, uh, yeah, there's a big ass rattlesnake roundup. My entire youth, up until about two or three years ago, that uh, was yeah, and it was just one of the bigger ones. And uh, like Bruce Means writes about it in his books and stuff about taking his you know grandkids or kids to it and uh, just being like, oh my god. And I remember going to it as a kid, you know, back before I really you know gone down the rabbit hole as much as we all have. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, man. And like, I, you, you hear people talking about that and being like, man, I just don't understand. We, we can't find them. Where like, did they all go? I don't understand why we can't find them like that anymore, man. We used to, we used to be able to go out and just, you know, catch 30, 35 of them you know, a day. And I was like, well, common sense would dictate that, uh, maybe that's why, but doing two makes four, my friend. But that, you know, I can't tell that story without, you know, adding an addendum that it has since been turned into a wildlife festival and they no longer uh, 
do all those crazy things. You At least my even go and see if it's like still like screwy or not. But like I just yeah. yeah. There's one in in Claxton, Georgia that I don't. I think it used to be a traditional roundup, at, but now it's. I think they go back and re-release. The majority of I don't I don't know exactly how they do it, but I don't believe they're they're slaughtering endless amounts of. It's of not just like a wholesale, you know, bloodbath. Yeah. I mean, it's the one in Texas that's still like horrible, you know. Oh like, yeah, well, I mean, the Aatrox den up, you know, like I mean, EDBs, you know, don't or either can't or don't den up like that, and you know, so they would just go mark whole dens of them for these damn things and yeah the ones out in texas they know, get, that was one of the big issues with all that is like ugh, wiping out dens yeah it's, it's disgusting man you know there's it's sad you know there's i know i know several older guys that have told me stories about you know there's a herper that lived in this area and he used to ride his bike down an area that i rode cruise frequently he would ride his bike with a backpack and collect the Eastern Diamondbacks just as he just bebopped down the road. And I'm just like, dude, it's just, oh, boy. Oh, like, what I would not give. Well, I mean, you know, and you have that. By that token, you hear about Bruce Means, like, out at Tall Timbers, which is also like 20 minutes from here. You know, riding, like, when he was doing his uh, Gopher Borough uh, surveys out there, riding around on a dirt bike, doing EDB surveys. And I'm like, man. That never gets old. Never gets old hearing about that because that is capitalizing on one of the most two fun things in the world at the same time. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> you mean to tell me? <laughs> yeah. Oh man. Well, we are. We'll find you one. It might take a couple trips, but yeah. we'll, we'll put a good. We'll put an honest work in on it. Well, I'm definitely going to plan it. You're going to be one of my first trips come spring. Cause you got a few spots. Bring a fish in time. Place, it's slow. Springtime, I definitely plan on making a few trips to Florida. Florida is definitely my favorite place to herp. Well, so. I need to make it up there. I got I got some bodies up there uh, outside of the uh, herpeticulture community. I can even take a fishing. I said I can even take a fishing. That's what I would be doing up there anyway. That's right. We might have to like drug Smitty and Shanghai him and he, <laughs> he wakes up with a fish already on. Yeah. I'm, just give me some monsters and some shade and some cigars and all whatever. <laughs> That's the most positive uh, response to fishing I've ever heard from him. You're not getting and, shade though when you're on a boat, my friend. <laughs> There's no problem. A big straw hat. And yeah, just bring me a, a fucking tent or something. <laughs> yeah, but you're you're definitely going to be one of my first trips come springtime. I'm talking like, yeah, come on, man, we'll we'll plan it out. Whether you like it or not, Jake is I'm showing talk- up at the front door. Yeah, I'm talking yeah. like April, covered up in newspaper on my front door. Like, hey, hey, I'm here. Yeah, no, I'm talking. I'm talking like April. As soon as it gets warm. My ass is gonna be in your area. Hey man, I, I've got some. I got some ten piles that I am not touching until then. That's so, right. What's up? You better not touch them until I show up. Uh, I, might, <laughs> I might touch them one more again, but 
not too much. <laughs> about that time, it's about time to pick the bow up and set down the hook for a couple of months. There you go, man. Another good time. Use the hook as the arrow. Too many hobbies. Yeah, right. Yeah. What I kind can't, of boat? Can't hit them with regular arrows, Smitty. Why am I going to fire a hook at them? What kind of bow do you shoot? Say you could. Uh, bear uh, divergent echo. Of course, it's a bear. I it. I like it. Okay, it's uh. I. I don't. I haven't had the best luck with it since I've had it, but it hasn't all been my fault. I was gonna say, is it the bow or is it the user? Oh, I mean, mostly me. I will it's say, not, I actually the don't. Bow doesn't make the hunter I've been so busy. Literally, the hunter makes the bow. Archery comes in Saturday, and the thing is sitting in the case above my carpet pythons cage back here <laughs> from last year. I am shot at once, and I'm literally gonna go like climb a tree and be like, "Well, here, let let's see, let's see how it goes." <laughs> Dude, I, uh, I, I used to be so an archery man like it was ridiculous i never shot like indoor like bs tournaments but i used to oh, shoot no. I, I used to shoot 3d tournaments like outdoors in the woods you know the first and only deer i've ever killed i dropped on a corn pile with a bow i could hit a quarter twice at 20 yards you know like i was I really got an archery for a period. I'm really, really bad at it, but I, I I like the idea of being a sneaky little tree demon too much to yeah, not do it. Uh, uh, so much fun, man! I literally got like we had a target. So I worked at a, I worked at an archery shop, and that's why. And I literally like I shot a bottle cap twice at twenty yards, and I was like, "Yep." Well, this thing up. Uh, my it. wife actually bought it for me for a birthday because I needed a new bow a couple of years ago. And almost immediately after getting it, I had one of my buddies over and uh, we were sitting around drinking Coors Banquets. Imagine that. And he uh, dry fired it in my kitchen. And oh, no. Freaking exploded. And yeah. Uh, yeah so, uh, yeah, it, it's been repaired. And so that's why I'm kind of hesitant to entirely blame myself for how bad I am with it. But that Dude, a bow is never the same after that. I mean, we have a really good bow shop, but uh, that yeah, yeah she it's, she she's been put back together. She's like the I, Robo RoboCop of bows, like you know. I would I mean, have I didn't let her die. Lost, I would have lost my mind. Like if I didn't if I didn't like this person. Yeah. Oof. Oof. <laughs> I tell you what, though, if you ever want to upgrade. Um, have you ever heard of Struthers? Yeah. Struthers is what I used to shoot. Elite. Uh, Elite's the best the best bow you can buy. Fucking Matthews. Elite, it makes the best bow you can buy. It's hard to not Struthers get is like a Struthers is like a sister company. And Struthers is what I used to shoot because I couldn't afford Elite. So... If you ever want to upgrade, Struthers is going to be your absolute best bet. I absolutely yeah. love. I loved my Struthers. I'm gonna. I'm gonna make this one work for now. I, I need King Snake money more than I need. Money. <laughs> yeah, I want to get back in the archery. More but. Rack money, more realistically. Yeah. yeah, no, man, it's fun. I really, I had really planned on like shooting a lot more leading up to the to archery season, but. You know, life had other plans. So now we're just going to uh, wing it. 
and yeah. uh, hope, hope hope we're not tracking deer for too long. I'll say you're gonna if you wing it, you're gonna wing a deer, my friend. <laughs> Been there, done that. I'm good at it. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, better at, I'm better at tracking than I am at shooting bows, which probably means that I'm doing something wrong. But whatever. Hey, I mean, you know, you got to be about equal on that. If you can't track, you may as well not hunt, especially if you're both. Yeah. So, yeah, tracking. Especially if you're Yeah, if you're <laughs> boat hunting, you got to know how to track. I got lucky. I shot mine, and I don't know how, but I I dropped a doe on my corn pile dead in its fucking tracks. So. I had a less I had a less happy experience. Uh, first deer I shot with a bow, I tracked for three and a half hours and found him on a beaver dam in the middle of a lake, nice. and had to drag him off of that. Nice. But that was all the encouragement I needed to get better, because I never want to have to do that again. Yeah. So we'll see. Yeah. Well, we are we, we are well over the two-hour mark now, so made it. if people are living under a rock and don't know where to find you, where can, where can they do so? Nothing wrong with being fossorial. <laughs> uh, Claiborne underscore H or something to that effect on Instagram. Something to that effect. Uh, eventually, I'll probably change that. I'll, eventually, I'm going to brand myself and Smitty's going to get a order full of pocket tees and Richardson caps and he's going to love me for it. <laughs> uh, not really, but, uh, yeah. Claiborne underscore H on Instagram, uh, is pretty much all snakes. You might see a, a deer or a fish every now and then, but that's, uh, it's about all I use for anything these days. Nice. Cool. Well, good deal, man. Thank you for coming on for your second time. We're gonna have to make this a yearly thing, you know. Just Dude, come in and check in what, with what uh, me. See what, what sort of ridiculous stuff is floating yeah. around here. That's new. What's Harry? What's Harry with Harry? <laughs> I like it. Do we really want to know, though? <laughs> <laughs> you know, hey, at least one or two cool things amidst all the getula, Smitty. You know. Yeah. You know, I, I'm sorry that Leonis had to be your gateway drug because that Kelly King didn't do it for you, but <laughs> you don't realize that you're on your way. Only Satan worshippers like Getula. Oh man. Oh man, you don't know. You don't know. <laughs> you ever come over here, you're gonna have to hold Mongo, this big five and a half foot uh Brooks King that I have that is just dog tame. I mm. can't be him. He's wonderful. Yeah. I cannot wait. You got too, but somehow it kept latching itself onto my finger. Oh, well, you got to wash your hands first, but then he's dog <laughs> It comes with the territory. Awesome. <laughs> well, <laughs> this episode was brought to you by blackboxcages.com. Check them out Facebook, Instagram. Grab yourself a rack, grab yourself a cage. Use go THN at checkout. Save yourself a little bit of money. And then use that same code THN at checkout on FulviusApparel.com. Get yourself a shirt. Don't be naked. Don't be weird. I recommend the Splendida shirts. That's right. If I can't you, do you tanks. Him enough, he'll make you tank tops. I did a tank. I don't have a problem doing tanks. It's not a problem. They're pretty cool. So uh, is the Kratos one. So check that out. And then Steve Snake Shirey's Venom Hot Sauce. Uh, SteveSnakeShirey.com. 
help them out. Collect the whole set. Get yourself something nice. Hot sauce, shirts, racks and cages. What else could you need? Very we'll nice. be back Monday night for Snakes and Stogies 181. Um, I believe we're going to be joined by Doc Loafman. So should be a good one. Dude, I'm always so sad that I can't make snakes and snakes. You can. You choose not to. Yeah, you I, you, you have I, a whole week to weasel work, your way into being I there. I work my second job only on Mondays. Call out sick on Mondays. Yeah, start coughing now. Go ahead and, you know, like lay the groundwork for it. I can't do that every week. It's my it's well, my. Did, tip did you do it last week? I literally work for tips. Oh, okay. Okay. Fine. I'm, Fuckers, I gotta, I gotta work. Excuse if I ever heard one. I'm not gonna tell you what to do, okay, man. I still listen. I listen every single week. Now that I actually listen to the podcast, I listen to y'all every single week, Justin. I already hear you babble enough on Thursdays. I still, I still listen. I am not the babbler here. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I, I still listen every week, but I work my second job on Mondays. So I cannot be there for the live feed. And every time I'm listening at work, I'm like, fuck, I wish I was. Every, every, every week. I'm just sitting there watching the chat, just hoping that one day Jake will pop in. Oh, uh, every, there would be an uproar. I'm one time. Working. I, just, I hope Jake is there. And I'm like, man, I wonder if Jake's going to show up this week. He's and then like, like, getting, like the kid, forget him at the soccer game to pick him up. I end up sitting there in the rain, just waiting can't see my tears because of all the raindrops. <laughs> and uh then you, you know, have to as a country fan, Justin. I got a tear <laughs> in my beer. I'm I'm working, man. I don't know what to tell you. You know, I, I gotta work late Monday. I literally pull like a 14 hour day on Mondays. Yeah. I wake up at 6 30 to go to work at my day job. As soon as I get home, I shower, I go to my serving job, and I'm there till 10 30 at night. He can stay up late to work, but he can't stay up late to watch Snakes and Stogies. I go to bed. Shit. I neglect like chores for Snakes and Stogies. Yeah, see, Harry, called it, it's called initiative, and Harry's showing it. Wow. The second, so we're actually, the restaurant's going to be closing for like a week for like renovations or whatever. I, I will get on Snakes and Stogies. Whatever will you do with yourself? I will get on snakes and stogies. That's what I will do. Okay. You heard it here, folks. Yes. Yeah, you we have witnesses now. Everyone heard it. <laughs> be held to it. Trust me, man. It pains me every time because like I listen to y'all today and um Phil I actually haven't talking. listened to the new one yet because I want I don't want to hear about them finding that pine snake. I'm Dude, that's we oh, oh my god. That thing was nice. As soon as I started listening and I, Phil was sending you the pictures, I was like, fuck, I wish I could have been watching this live. Yeah, you I'll can probably still have go to... on YouTube and watch it, Jake. Yeah, I'll probably have to do that because I haven't listened to it yet. And it's going to be it's going to upset me to just listen to it. Yeah. Right. <laughs> All right. Well, thank everybody for listening to another episode of the Perpetuals podcast. Snakes and Stuggies will be back on Monday. We should be back here next week. Hopefully, we already have a guest lined up. I'm not going to spoil that because I haven't gotten a final answer yet. It's me again. Spoiler. <laughs> <laughs>
Surprise, his head. But um, so thank you all so much for listening. You could be listening to anything you chose to listen to us, and we really, really appreciate it. We seriously appreciate we appreciate it. it, and sometimes ask why. We're sorry. Yes. <laughs> so definitely check out Harry and all his endeavors, especially if you like Getchella. You will not be disappointed. So, but thank y'all again. We will see y'all on the next episode. Later. Bye.